0: i'm really really looking forward to which is which is funny i'll try not to disappoint oh man you're not gonna disappoint i i i just laugh at the the communication that we've had for i'm like so pooch i I need some stuff for the thumbnail i don't know just find a photo of me and whatever you want for the bio (laughs) i just copied
1: your bio from uh from the website which is totally fine i mean (laughs) Man, just don't give me homework. I've got so many things coming at me. It's just like, uh, I'm glad you were able to find something you could use.
0: So uh, if I told Justin, I said, Pooch said to find whatever picture you want. Have fun. (laughs) (laughs) And that's Justin Levy, little Justin. Yeah, uh, we are live. So uh, welcome, everyone. This is uh, the Making Awesome Podcast season two episode 18 we have the illustrious mr pooch from Repcord. um pooch do, do you know what i say when i'm asking to tell us the backstreet boys
1: tell us the backstreet boys. you like want yeah. me to sing
0: for you no the who you are <laughs> the where you're from the what you did as long oh as you love me.
1: i thought okay okay i thought you were gonna have me you know bust out a few Hey, I can do look, that. That's it, another it, podcast. It's free form, man. Whatever you want to do. You, you, <laughs> you want to throw some tunes down? Let's go. <laughs> is that there? I want it that way, or I, I'm confusing my boy bands probably at this point. That is a problem. Uh yeah. So uh I'm Pooch from RepCord, uh Repcord on all the things, although I am most active uh for most of you guys on Twitter. Uh I try to dabble in the other places, but you know, as a as a business owner operator and stuff, it gets really Hard sometimes to pay attention to the marketing and the branding side of things. But uh I I like I said I have a little company called Repcord. Uh we produce our flagship product called the Rep box, which is really just a box that you can put your, your filament in, right? Um and uh it's one of those things that that ended up being kind of I don't know to I say lightning in a bottle because it's still kind of a niche product, but it's done way better than I think I ever envisioned it to be. Um and uh you know so so i did that with my buddy travis uh you might know him as a pyro design a couple years yeah. ago we were just like let's we've got a ton of filament laying around in fact so i, I went to the green screen because it's just a mess back here so oh, like this, see, this I, gives I, the I illusion of organization oh what, what uh, yeah. organization
0: i just <laughs> i just freaking went for it. actually this is but more if, organized than normal an upcoming video yeah,
1: is behind it, it looks good it looks good dude um yeah, if you were to see behind this, it was just you would see like just the chaos and stuff. But but anyway, we were like we've got way too much filament. We need something, and it just started as like something that he and I were like, let's make something that uh, will help you know clean this up a little, look nice. And I don't think we like the intent really wasn't ever to sell it. We just kind of promoted like, hey, we made this thing, and then people were like, well, can I buy one? Can I buy one? And it was one of those products that just kind of like. Uh, was born of necessity and took off you know uh, from there and then um, you know over the years uh, 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 Travis and, and his wife Heather um, uh, Dawn of the 3D Pink Mafia which we can get into later uh, kind of decided they they wanted to spin off and do their spinnermation business and we're still very close and very good friends and stuff like that uh, and then of course we had COVID hit and we did the shields up operation I mean there's like so much back history that could potentially go into, but, um, long story short, uh, kind of had to be making a decision of like, what do I do now? I got to get out of the garage. Like, am I gonna, what am I gonna do? And so I, I, just went for it about two years ago. Now we got a shop and like really put the pedal down and started making rep box full time. We got picked up by a couple big distributors, 3d Jake, we're on Prusa's website you now. You're you got a Prusa yeah.
0: rep box with, with Joe's face on the side of it.
1: Oh, yeah, man. Uh, we sure do. And um, I think they're they're closing on, on selling more than us at this point, having only had it for six months, which isn't surprising given, you mm. know, how many people are on Prusa's site versus ours. But, um, you know, we owe a lot of our, our success to, to Prusa and to uh, a lot of other uh, distributors and, and friends that we've made along the way, influencers and stuff like that. So I don't know that's kind of a whirlwind background um, and this is a second career for me I was a web developer for 20 years before this as a freelancer um, and so I kind of your site looks into this okay it's it doesn't though that's the funny thing man it's just a Shopify site that I just like threw up you know hastily well, and you know, um,
0: we're gonna get into this but like what is the <laughs> one broad thing that every like I'm gonna say 3d printing company and I'm gonna say if you're under a million dollars a year you fit into this category. Your marketing probably sucks. Yours, your website looks good. Because the rest of us are like, oh, we'll just do it ourselves. And uh, lo and behold, business degrees and engineering degrees are not normally the greatest at web development.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. They're not. Um... <laughs> And that's the thing. I was never the best web developer either. I just made a living out of it because people were like, I don't want to shoot myself when I'm talking to you. Like as silly as that sounds, um, they're like, Oh my God, you're like explaining this in a way I can understand. And so people wanted to do business with me, but, um, But yeah, I had to work hard at, uh, you know, and my code, I was always embarrassed. I'm like, I hope nobody, like like, that's an actual programmer ever sees my code. Right. Cause like, they're gonna be like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing, but uh, it worked and uh, was decently successful at it. It was a, that was a tough thing about the leap. It was like, that was good money and uh, pretty, you know, easy, but it didn't feel like a great lifestyle just sitting in front of the computer all day, every day uh, being a code monkey, you know?
0: Yeah. Some people like it. And, you know, I, I've got buddies that do it and see they don't call themselves code monkeys. They say they're code mercenaries, which definitely sure. sounds cooler. Like that, that, that adds a little James Bond esque to it. It's uh, all about branding, baby. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is all about the branding, <laughs> but you know, and so do we have any post-secondary education, any college degrees or no?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, okay. I, I went to uh, a little university out here in the, on the central coast of California called uh, Cal Poly California okay. Polytechnic University. Mm-hmm. Um, I graduated, I stayed for seven years. No, I'm not a doctor. Ah, uh, the,
0: the, <laughs> the old Tommy boy route.
1: <laughs> mostly because uh, I just wasn't ready to go out into the real world. Uh, all my friends were still, still there. So uh, I got 12 units away from a master's degree in industrial um, manufacturing and design. <sighs> and I ran out of money. Uh, so I got, I got my, I got my bachelor's. I had three different degrees. I was a mechanical engineer for a stint. I was a computer engineer for a stint. Finally went into the college of business into this field called, uh, industrial, uh, technology, which is like a very broad overarching, um, you know, you had to take a bunch of the economics classes, a lot of business classes, but then a lot of like welding package. I have a packaging minor. Uh, I have a psychology minor. Um, I just, I was just like, I just keep taking like my advice for people out there, like, that are in school, like stay as long as you can, like, like because going out in the real world, oh my God, no, no scholarship. You know, I, uh, I worked all through college as well. Um, I was lucky enough that, you know, my, my parents, the, the way it worked for me was my parents. When I, um when I was born, my, my grandparents gave my dad like three grand or something like that and said, here, invest this. And it was probably about 20 by the time I was ready to go to school. So I was lucky that you know, and it was, this was all very, you know Just mutual funds and, uh, you know What my dad managed himself In um, right. Charles Schwab account or something And they're like, here this is yours and make it last as long as you need because when it's gone, that's it. Like we're not, yeah. don't come, come to us for money. And that actually was a really good, I mean, that's good chunk. You can, you can do a lot with at least back when I was going to school. Um, you could do a good amount with that, but it wasn't enough to get all four years. So I had to have a job still. So I always had a part-time job. I was doing um, help desk stuff uh, this time. Like the dorms literally like were just wired for ethernet the year before I got there. Um, and so I was like, my big part of my job was like installing network cards and people's computers oh, and okay, getting them bad. hooked up yeah. to the campus network. And so, you know, that's kind of where I got a lot of my tech background. Yeah. And all, then I have CAC errors, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Tons of those, man. I can't tell, you know, I mean, I I can blame hardware for a couple of the things, but yeah, no, there was a good (laughs) amount of configuration issues. And, and, and at the same time, you know, imposter syndrome there as well. i like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I was crazy enough to figure it out. And uh, that's, you know, what my boss at the time, I guess, saw in me. I have talked with enough it people to generally understand (laughs) that
0: the, the broad spectrum of it just means they are better at Googling than you are. And they're better at remembering those things they Googled than you are. That is that is the broad spectrum
1: of IT. <laughs> that, that, that point cannot be overstated, my friend. Like, that it's all, it doesn't matter what line of work you're in. It's all about problem solving. Yep. And we have this amazing resource. I don't know if you've heard of it called the internet out there that basically is like, Information what's the, what's the like every little nugget of information you could ever possibly need, and to me, it sounds like such a duh thing. I'm like, just go Google it, you know, or whatever. At the time, it was Alta Vista or Ask Jeeves, or Gosh, you know, Alta yeah, Vista. yeah, Take yeah, it yeah back early. Or, oh, man, oh, dude, early days, Napster. I mean, we did all that. We were playing World of Warcraft until uh, you know, or OG Warcraft. Uh, uh I played until a lot like, of you know, Unreal five tournament, in the morning. Man
0: unreal tournament was my jam good
1: old days right right so anyway anyway back when two uh,
0: cores was enough
1: (laughs) (laughs) this is before there was like what's another core right you're like yeah a uh, core two duo that's better than my last computer that one only had one core so i'm gonna date myself but yeah this was back the the pentium days you know like uh the early early pentium days and before multi-core and just after math co-processors were a thing and all this, that stuff, that all become just normal. But yeah, um, yeah. so I, I built a lot of computers in my days, did a lot of work on that. Um, so I kind of started in the hardware help desk side. And then one day, a uh, couple of years in, um, my boss was like, hey, you want to take a stab at like redoing the database for uh, our rec center? So, you know, it was like basically uh, card access so people could get into the yeah. gym. Okay. And that's kind of, that kind of re- led me down this like database administrator thing. So I was that for a while. And then it was like, hey, can you fix the website? And all of that is Googling. It's all cert- self-taught, you know, just, yeah, I can figure that out. I can find some code. I can, co- I mean, view source, copy paste. I mean, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to, to say that I, I I stole a lot of the, you know, stuff that I learned. That's um, utilizing your people.
0: resources, sir. Okay. Sure. That's not stealing, it's utilizing resources. <laughs>
1: Oh man, I was like part and parcel, just copy pasting like back in the early days of jQuery, and like oh, I'm like oh, that's a really cool thing that this website does. I want to implement that over here. Hey, it's all right here for you if you you know know how to look at the source.
0: I'm surprised you you talk about math coprocessors, and I'm not seeing Dave Randolph in the comments because you figure when you start talking about like Commodore 64s, math oh, coprocessors, I wish he was here. all of a sudden Dave Randolphs in
1: the comments be like, so who's selling? <laughs> I I love what he's doing with his museum Dude, I, every time he's like posting a new Thing that he's got, I'm like, oh, I had One of those, or I remember that, or like the other Day, somebody posted like that little thing that Used to go on the back of the TV That This is way before your time, but it was like You hooked it up to the antenna, and you Would, it was a slider, and it was like, it would go TV, computer, and it basically like You would tune the TV to channel three, and it allowed Who, You to hook you up your I Atari I don't, I don't know, you look like you're in your late 30s, maybe ah, shit, Early Oh, overshot <laughs> I'll be, oh, I was trying to, <laughs> I'll be 32 okay. next week. <laughs> see, I hate that question because I'm like, wow, man, I'm going to insult him by making him sound too young, but I, I'd say thirties. Okay. fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 31. I was born in 1990. So I got, it's easy. i, was I was 10 years
0: older than whatever the year is uh, yeah. by mid January. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, see, I see. I grew up on a college, so I, it was interesting for me because when the college got T1 internet, it came through my house, like, the main junction box <laughs> for the entire college was in our house. So I had nice. T1
1: internet years before it was ever You light. didn't even know what a gift it probably was, right? Well, I we mean, had it just... the
0: black and amber screens, not the black and green. No, no, Ooh. no, sir. We had the black and amber Ooh. because I don't know. I think it was a misorder for one random one. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I, I had Internet from an early age, but I also had console televisions that had the little slider on the back that you had to go and change. So, I, OK, because You know, then, you know, yeah. no, I, I, I,
1: I, I got to tell you, for uh, like a young 30s, I don't think a lot of people the young 30s were around for a lot of that stuff. But I'm, look, I'm, I'll be 44 next month. So that's how old I am. And uh I think most of that stuff was probably on the way out by the time. Oh yeah. You know, I got there, but my, my dad was kind of a holdover with his old Atari 2600. We, we never had a Nintendo had to go over to my buddy's place to play. So you know. I, I, say, I think I, I did grow up in like the golden age of video games. Like my first
0: console was an SNES. I still have it. It still works and it is not yellowed. <laughs> um, you know, so I, I still the SNES. I never went with the PS one. We actually went to a Dreamcast definitely the better move uh, yeah so i i had technology but it was interesting in that we still kept the old stuff because if it still works why why ever get rid of it right
1: <laughs> well <laughs> we can get into that because it is hard to fight <laughs> you know the desire to hoard or to and, and a lot of that it's not about being a hoarder it's just for me, it's more the wastefulness, or like, oh, it still works, or or there's a. a I don't know when you know, I'm just, ever going to. Uh, you need enjoyed it. This USB 1.1 cable, but
0: damn it, pooch, I'm keeping <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> if you are oh, a man. maker and you don't have a box full of cables, you must be new to this. Hi, welcome. <laughs> I think I'm on my third box now. Like after pulling out like all these parallel ATA ribbon cables and stuff, I'm like but I might need it something like when I don't even have a computer that uses ribbon cables anymore, but okay, gee, it's, those, it's time. That's good cable. We could cut that up, reuse the cable for Arduino it,
0: projects. I'm just saying
1: it, it, it really is. But the, the thing is that that's the other thing, as much as I would love to say, I have the time to like work on Arduino projects and stuff. Now I, I really, I don't. And that, it makes me sad a lot of times as a, as a maker, you know, cause I got my start in this, in my line of business as a maker too, but there you know, our instinct, there are infinite numbers of distractions. Right. I've always said, like, makers actually make terrible business owners, typically, which a lot <laughs> of people are going to be we like. Uh, do. Uh, uh, no, because you have to, you literally have to fight every urge. If you're going to do this professionally and make money, you have to fight every urge as a maker to want to just do all the things, to say yes to doing all the things. Like, And that is such a hard instinct to fight because we, we love it. Oh no!
0: What? Oh. Did the stream lose your audio? No, I just lost your audio. Hold on.
1: Uh, Is there I need proof of life. Can yep, you people no, we're hear good. me? Okay. Okay. It's just it's just don't worry, it's not us, it's you.
0: Okay. that's fine. That that's not surprising. <laughs> like I was cleaning out my filament because it, it's clearly changed a little bit. Pooch, I still had like like, honestly, Ooh. why Why should any...
1: Is that some 285 there I see? Look oh, at I that. Actually,
0: I have like 60 kilos of 285 <laughs> here because I have a TAS-6. It's above me. Um, but like, why would I keep just this little bit of filament? Honestly, why?
1: Be- because you don't want to throw it away. It's like, it's, it's, it's so wasteful. I don't want to fill a landfill with this stuff, you know? That's
0: why I'm glad, you know, everyone's finally getting on this train of cardboard spools
1: because, gosh, man. Spools. uh, Listen, spools are the bane of my existence right now. It's like, I will happily, I just don't want to throw like, actually waste is a big problem for us because like I'm in a space where we only get like one large can And we're constantly producing all kinds of little scrap and waste from all the laser cutting we do and the printing we do and all this stuff. And the last thing I want is something like a spool. A spool is terrible. It takes up all this space and a lot of it is air because it's not, you know, things aren't really nesting into the spool um, once it's empty. And I've been trying for forever to figure out, like, how can I give these away you know and i've used them for everything i can say i mean we put our labels on them we i've wrapped my christmas lights around them. wire around them all that stuff i I dump Uh, my
0: inventory every christmas We, but i mean facebook marketplace baby who who wants ways to store their cords come on down (laughs) (laughs) yeah but but we're talking about
1: go go ahead you're probably talking about thousands of spools well it's no it's not thousands but it's you know what we'll, we'll go through uh, I, don't, I don't think we're at like a hundred a month yet, have you know 30 40 a month sometimes depends yeah. on on how much uh farm work we're doing but um it's a lot and it adds up quick and they it's ridiculous because i know what um uh filament manufacturers pay for these empty spools and there's literally like they're brand new it's not yep. like we're beaten on them or something and like um, shipping
0: them to like but they're IC, not 3d that. or someone like that it's so expensive
1: it's not worth it which yeah. is it, that is so that is a frustrating lesson of being in business like that doing the right thing as i like to say it is generally just it's too expensive and so it's like yeah. sometimes you're willing to take a little bit of hit in the name of you know doing something good but i've i've literally put stuff up them like people can can have these, but you got to pay the shipping. And they're like, even with just paying the shipping, like that's not worth it. And I don't know, there needs to be a better solution for that. And I am excited that people are using more cardboard spools and stuff like that. Cause at the very least yeah. I can throw that in the recycle bin. Like I do have a good cardboard recycling resource here i still i literally pack up the back of my car and well, on a weekly basis go throw it in the cardboard recycling but
0: and that's why i like the, the spools that printed solid is doing specifically because they just have those little metal flanges that can pop out Then the thing just breaks down into its core component pieces for yeah. easy and like that, that well and the filament colors are really great and the filaments quality but like that was the big reason for us to make the switch we are now running i am not buying unless i need a very specific color from atomic Cause like they have starry night and Dave doesn't have that. And honestly, it's my favorite damn color. Um, other than Brad's orange, I, I guess I, I, I might, he might leave the company. If I say that's not my favorite color. Love you, Brad. Um, I I'm completely switched over to printed solid. Yeah. I mean the, the, yeah. the Jesse materials. And now with PETG, it kind of gets me everything that I need. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, we just got a couple of new shipments and half of it were the cardboard spools. I'm like, all right, we're getting there. We're getting there.
1: So okay. I, I'm, I'm really eager to see those because I haven't uh, I haven't gotten any of the printed solid cardboard yet, but I love it. I know that uh, a lot of other, you know, filament one's been doing some cardboard, a lot of manufacture. Obviously, you know, uh, Protopasta has been doing cardboard probably longer than anybody at this point. Yep. But, um, you know, that and that's great in all. Uh, I, I think that's certainly better than than where we're going. But it's um, I, th- I still think it's a, it's kind of wacky that we we're so doing this spool thing like i there is part of me even though it would be completely contrary to my business that would love to see you know resin based printers take off or uh, not not um you know what i mean like the actual red pellet pellet printers
0: oh yeah pellet uh, extrusion i mean i I've, I've got a couple of people that we've been working with there's a company that i'm i'm trying to mentor them but they're in australia which is a little tough right just from the time zones alone um i think they're called extrudinaire I've, i i firmly believe their company's called extrudinaire it's been a while since we talked they had some technical difficulties on the launch but you know it's, it was a cheap pellet shooters like a grand yeah. Um, yeah and i look at it and say you know what that's actually a pretty good deal but i i don't think that i firmly believe it'd be pretty simple to uh, adjust a rep box to hold
1: pellet <laughs> just make it a big pellet yeah. hopper yeah yeah um <clears throat> i mean a little vibrating the motor in it right I think we're, I think we're glancing over like a lot of, you know, obviously there's some, some complexities to it, but when you think about it from the raw materials standpoint, yeah let's just ignore you, all the
0: reverse, the, yeah. all the engineering that needs to be done all that time. The fact that they, that they may not get 10 million sales and that's kind of rough for your business to go through all that. Yeah. Yeah. And so but a, I, a
1: sack of it seems nice, right? Like is in terms of like, you're not, you don't have this wasted space. You don't have this extra stuff. I guess there'd be some baggies or something. Just don't call it the rep sack, please. <laughs> oh, come on. All right. We'll go. We'll take that back. We'll workshop it a bit more. Pooch's sack. That's what I want to buy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, Lars has a, uh, uh, in the chat is saying, well, we'll just make filament and reuse the spools. and And don't think I haven't thought about that, Lars, but here's the thing what i was saying earlier as a maker to like fight there is no shortage of opportunity in this space we're in a great industry it's up and coming there's just so many great ideas out there every day it's not i I, i'm again glossing over a lot of the details but i don't think it's hard to find an idea and make money in this space if you can be committed to it but that's the kicker that the distraction of like spinning up a whole extrusion line and the amount of space that takes then how capital intensive it is and all that stuff um you know really takes away from the focus so my you know my number one piece of advice to anybody that's getting started is do one thing and do it well we hear it you know and go deep before you go wide because the temptation is often to like Oh, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do this. And before you know it, you're not doing any of it well, and you're just chasing your tail and you're going to burn out. Like,
0: yeah, I, I feel like every maker, a kind of a prerequisite for getting into a, being a maker is having at least a mild amount of ADHD, right? Yeah. How many unfinished projects do we have? We will never say on camera.
1: <laughs> all of them yeah, yeah. well yeah. to
0: our standard or just period right if it's to our standard none of them but you just
1: see the tip you only ever just see the tip of the I- iceberg you know rep is my my project that is at least constantly working but i've got a bajillion of other you know other things
0: yeah because like and that that's kind of how we we feed the beast of needing to constantly make something and makers we are always looking for a problem to solve and i think that's one of the biggest problems that we see in businesses as a hobbyist if you're looking for a problem to solve that's fine in a business if you're not solving on an already existing problem the amount of people that might have this problem might be one yeah and that's that's a tough thing Right? I'm yep. working on a particular project. I thought it was very important to get it done before the new year. I got all my stuff in. We got really busy and I haven't touched it since like early December. I finally got like the next iteration of it running on a printer and mm-hmm. it, this is going to be a solution to solve some resin printing issues and some FDM printing issues. One machine to do all of that. And does the industry need it? I think it does. And if the industry doesn't want it, I need like 20 of them. So I'm okay with putting all that engineering work into it because I need a bunch of them myself. Sure. Right. Sure. So it, but is it gonna sell? I don't know. If it doesn't sell, yeah. okay.
1: <laughs> well that's that's the beauty of this space that that we use tool sets that allow for pivots so yes. easily. And and I focus specifically on uh, you know, having a product and having tools that you know what, if Repbox sales dry up or if a competitor comes and eats my lunch or whatever. I'm cool to pivot to the next thing. Um, And that that doesn't scare me, you know, Uh, but don't get me wrong. It would, it would stink to have just like my whole revenue stream dry up. I don't think that that's a a threat in the same way, but don't remind me what that feels like. I know what that feels like. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But um, it's, it's, it's hard. Like I said, as makers, the temptation. So like before I, I got into our shop now, like I, my, my escape from the garage First step for that was like getting space in a makerspace. Um, and like just co-working space. So there was a makerspace downstairs and then upstairs was like office space. And I said, okay, I can like the rent was a reasonable jump from, you know, I didn't have any rent to it was, I think, a couple hundred bucks for just a little 10 by 10. Yeah. And then I had full, full use of the entire makerspace downstairs and all the net, I mean, honestly, the That's networking nice. piece. It was nice, kind of alone, but it was also a double-edged sword because you're dealing with people that are most of the time there for hobby stuff, not business stuff. And they're, of course, wanting to come up and talk to you. What are you doing? Oh, and then, of course, they want to solve all your problems. Yep. And so not engaging in the distraction of that. And sometimes they're really
0: good talkers. And oh, you're they're stuck. always really good. And you yeah. you're like, oh, "Jesus, I got to find don't, a way out. We've just blown 2 hours and
1: yeah." Don't you see me just slowly backing away
0: from you and you're not getting Yeah. <laughs> you a lot of them <laughs> for this damn it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them don't get those social cues in the same way, too. But um but they're, you know, they are my people still and I do love them yeah. and I I kind of feel the same way and I I've always loved those spaces. Uh, I've always been a little bit frustrated by maker spaces cuz it's really hard to find people that are doing it well you know they they try to make it this kind of oftentimes democratic place or there's a board overseeing it but it's there's a lot of crummy infighting and so many of them fail you mean um, boards get clicky
0: and people argue this is not ever a thing
1: it, it was a it was a good space for me to be in to <laughs> learn some lessons and to make some contacts. but i will say that i am glad that i was able to um back away and get to a place where I could actually like focus on growing my business because it was not a good, uh, business incubator as much as they wanted. Like, they, I think they were yeah. offering that as a revenue generator to keep the lights on in the place, but, um, yeah, it spaces, really wasn't a great resource as a business. They
0: serve to help you <clears throat> launch, right? Cause yeah, if, if yeah. you're doing something with a CNC mill and you don't have a CNC mill, You've got, you now have a core problem in your business offering. You have a piece of machinery that you need, but you do not have. We got ourselves a problem. I mean, great example for us. We, we do a very particular thing that requires high-end 3d scanning. It requires it. It is a absolute necessity. The guy that we were always outsourcing to, which was also the guy that was bringing me all the business decided he wanted to just buy a boat and retire. And I'm like, well, can I buy your scanner? He said, no, I'm just going to keep it. I'm like, cool. I really like this industry. It makes me a lot of money. So can we work together? Or am I just going to have to circumvent you? He said, I'm going on a boat. I don't really give a damn what you do. I'm like, okie dokie.
1: And I uh, wrote
0: a big check at the end of the year for, for some pretty hardcore machines. And, um, you know, it, it is just to keep us moving, right? Yeah. What people don't yeah. understand is as a business you will likely try to put everything into one basket. It is very normal to say, well, I've got this great industry where it's working out great for me. All my eggs are going to go in this basket. And for me in 2019, that was defense. We signed a pretty significant contract with a pretty significant defense contractor in February of 2020. And in May of that year, it was canceled and it is never coming back. I put all of my eggs into that basket saw a quarter of a million dollar a year uh take or pay contract okay so it was a minimum quarter mil every year which would have tripled our sales from the previous year Um. disappear in three months and it's like so what what did you
1: what did you learn from that
0: (laughs) uh you you'd never (laughs) know when a global thing is going to come and ruin everything because you know i've got two business degrees i've got uh, an undergraduate and a master's in business so i have an mba they okay. don't teach you to you know uh, plan for complete and total global shutdown and now all the repercussions of that being completely and utterly dickered supply chains
1: and <laughs> well really- we're just writing that chapter now my friend oh, I mean, you're yeah, living don't, it. don't
0: remind me <laughs> Uh, You know, it's, it's hilarious how we end up, we are getting so many people that need spare parts for like new cars. Like I need this is like, like we did a door handle for a 2020 Ford the other day. Like this is a brand new car. I was like, did you go to any junkyards? Like, yes, all of them have been taken. We're not the only ones that need these Ford cannot get the parts anymore. They are literally telling you to go to junkyards and pull them off of broken cars.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The the car, like so many industries are just completely upheaval and, and the demand for cars, the car shortage, all that stuff, things that you would never expect there to be a shortage of, but, um, you know, the three D printing in the chat is saying, you know, well, the the lessons obviously don't put all your eggs in one basket. And that is a really, really actually there's more to that. I mean, I know that seems like a very common surface level, you know, piece of advice that everybody always hears. Um, but like I was saying earlier, it's, it's, it's balanced. It's, there's so much yin and yang and Zen going on in in Mm -hmm. business operations, because you like, a lot of it is about taking opportunities when they present themselves. And, and we have, you know, every business is different. I am completely bootstrapped. So I have certain, you know, I have limited resources that I can, you know, draw from and stuff like that. And so it's like, the temptation to chase the money wherever it may be is very, very high, but resisting. I mean, it's a very common, what who's a jobs quote where he's like, it's not about what you say yes to it's what about you say no to stopping uh, your instinct to want to say yes to everything because it on the surface, it looks like a great idea. And, and I'm not faulting you at all. If you've got a $250,000 defense contract, I mean, Dude, that's a great place to be as a business, especially as you're getting started. Yeah, I don't Um, think that
0: was a bad basket to put all the eggs in. I
1: think that's just a kind of a bet, some bad luck. Yeah, the name
0: rhymed with Focky Larton. I mean, honestly, (laughs) it's it's, they're not, they're a multi trillion dollar company. If there's eggs to be putting into a basket, that's a basket to put eggs in. But, you know, sometimes the world's like, So, you know how you were looking to be a successful business owner? How about you go back to school,
1: bitch, get back, get back in line. (laughs) You're going to get slapped down. You're going to get slapped down and uh, it's, you got to get back up again as they they say. So I don't think it's a bad thing. You know, sometimes it's, it's that whole thing about, you know, we, we make our own luck. We're in the right place at the right time. Uh, Sometimes it's like, you kind of have to, gamble smart and sometimes you lose. Yeah. Um, but if you can get back up, I mean, you're, you, you went a different direction. You keep going, you take your knocks, you learn your lessons and hopefully you, you move on.
0: Now we, we're kind of like in that middle stage of business. Like we're, we're, we're talking about the business development side of things. Let's back it up and kind of, and, and start with like, where do you actually start? right? Because we, we, we talked a little bit about, you know, having a problem to solve versus trying to find one. And, you know, we, we barely touched a little bit on how RepCord started, how that rep box became a thing. So I, I'd love to kind of know, like, where, where was that impetus that caused the start of RepCord for you and no. you know, how it's kind of grown since then?
1: Yeah. So RepCord's actually been around since 2016. Uh, our, our date of... of um, uh, start. It was actually April first, twenty sixteen. So we are the longest running April Fool's joke uh, out there, right? At the, as a business, I'm sure. No, but probably not. But uh,
0: that's literally it, the day that my company first opened to the public. Too
1: are you? Are you kidding me? I, like it's. I, it's I've, just. I know it because it's on all my paperwork for you know when I was founded. We but, incorporated um, before that, but we officially opened April first. Literally for like doors joke. open April 1st. Yes. That's funny. Good. So you're, uh, you, that's why I knew we were kindred spirits, man. We're, <laughs> we're both, we're both April fool's jokes, but uh, it started, uh, you know, going back, I was, I was telling you, I was in web development. I was yep. doing really well as a freelancer and I just had, you know, and I don't know, like at the, the beginning of 2016, I was like, oh, I'm getting so tired of this. I need something different. I'm not feeling healthy sitting in front of the computer what's up and coming, what's something I'm kind of interested in, like what, you know, and I, I got my first 3d printer. And of course I was bit, you know, by like, oh man, this thing is amazing and whatever. And so I started thinking about like, okay, like maybe I'll put a side hustle together and, and Repcord was a side hustle literally until COVID, uh, till 20, till 2020. Um, I, I still had kind of some retainers for web work and stuff until mid 2020, Uh, that I was working on and um, but uh, originally started uh, I was I think I was a little late to the Amazon game but I started white labeling filament you know that I was sourcing from China actually hired like a purchasing agent in China that like went around and validated quality and you know made the stickers and did all that and and you know as a white labeling filament I moved actually a ton of filament that first two years on Amazon Amazon exclusively like all I did was I got it. I put my brand on it. I sold it like that was both, the place both, to years, be, though, right? It was, I learned a lot from it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but I think the heyday of Amazon, uh, is, it depends on your business, but uh, as a, as a white label, it, there's not yeah. a lot of, there's not a lot of meat on the bone for um, to begin with, if, if you're not producing it, if you're Correct. not producing it. Even so, if you, you are, know,
0: it, 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 it's not as much as you would want.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I don't have 30% margin to give for, you know, distributors and stuff. So it was in, it, and- it was pretty much a wash. Like, I think I had something like a hundred thousand dollars in sales the first year and maybe, you know, five grand <laughs> to speak of in, in, in profit. And and that I wasn't paying myself. So it wasn't even profit really. It was just yeah. like all expenses over. Uh, and then, you know, maybe it was 10 the next year. So it wasn't great. And then, you know, I, I, I started kind of creating some niche product. I had the the little nozzle cleaning kit and I started reselling like other accessories you know, just brass and and, you all that stuff. And I didn't feel like I was really going anywhere, you know, and I, I wanted to make something that was unique and, you know, my own. Um, and so it wasn't until like, 20, I'm trying to think 2018, it was earth of 2018, I believe uh, that Travis and I went to Maryland Okay. and brought our little box that we had made for our filament and man if you were to see the original i don't have one here but it's in the office at the shop um it was so crappy looking like and i'm like i can't to this day i still look at this thing and i'm like i can't believe people buy this you know for me it's like that's not it, it's it's a good it's a good product it does the thing well but i'm constantly looking for like it could be better it could be better
0: oh yeah um, we all do that right that's that's just natural i i firmly believe if you look back at anything you've done a a and it's like 6 months or further prior and you're like I'm not embarrassed then you <laughs> haven't grown and you're not trying you need to be embarrassed of past you
1: yeah. Well, I'm not one to rest on my laure- laurels either. And so I take it really, yeah. I would say personally, but it's like I kind being part of the maker community, you're always getting feedback solicited or otherwise from people. <laughs> oh, you should be doing this. You should be doing that. You should be doing this. I'm like, yep, yep. You're right. You're right. Solicited like, advice is the best advice though, pooch. Oh, Come the, on. It's the staple of the maker community. <laughs> uh, and and try being in a maker space and avoiding that. It's like, sometimes oh, I would God. just like, I want to just get, hide over here in the corner at the printers and like, nobody talk to me, please. Um because I don't want to explain like why I did what I did. Like there's there's so much more depth to the product than most people realize in terms of like why the decisions to do what we do are made. And a lot of times you feel like you're kind of defending your choices. So it's like, right. I don't want to come across as defensive, but I'm like, no, no, no. There's a method to the madness and you're really just, you don't see like, like there's a lot more like a do it this way because it allows us to like produce them faster or package them more easily or produce it more less expensively mm-hmm. or you know whatever it is you know so rep box has actually become a very refined product and there's still plenty of room to go um right. but a lot of the changes of it over the years have been to allow us to mass produce it more effectively Uh, to control quality better, to make it faster to put together, you know, like a lot of these just little ancillary things that don't um, seem to obviously add value to the, to the person that's just looking at it at the surface. But anyway, that's kind of a a jump away from your original question. So it wasn't really until I started making my own thing that I think I started to kind of come into my own as a business and, and get the confidence to make the leap to do it full time. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's it. that leap is a really tough one to make. And I, I will admittedly say I made it way too early. I made the Mm. leap way too early, but I said, you know, you you either kind of got to commit and do it or you're bound to sit there and and have FOMO for the rest of your life. Right.
1: Oh man. Yeah.
0: And that's, I, I think a lot of us deal with that. And now with having the machines that quite literally make FOMO, never a thing, right? (laughs) You know, I really want to do this piece and it would look really cool in a video. Screw it. I'll run it, whatever, you know, and if it maybe that video never makes it off the cutting room floor, but I'm happy in the fact that we made it happen. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, I understand. I
1: think you need to, I think you need to, I think that's important though. I think you need to feed yourself those little things just to kind of keep you feeling fresh over time because it's really like as, as sad as it sounds, it's like it's not, it doesn't feel particularly exciting as a maker Mm -hmm. to make 10,000 of something or or 100,000 of something, you know, like it's, it's boring, right? But it's like absolutely necessary to like get off the ground as a business to, and do like so much of what I do now is in support of, of the business and like managing the books and hiring people and all these things that makers just inherently hate. Like they oh, don't, yeah. and that's, that's people, why so that's many fail. Worst. It's so tough. And I always say that there's a, there's just a world of divide and difference between making one of something and making 10,000 of something. But, um, yep. you know, a lot of people get their start. They're like, oh, uh, I built my own 3d printer. I could put the kits together. Like this is great. And now people are going to want to buy this from me. And then they realize really quickly, like, sourcing sucks. Like coming up with the money that it takes to do this, like packaging things, shipping things this is a drag. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, yep. but that's what it takes to, to be a business. Uh, so you, you have to have a tolerance for risk, you know, you, and it depends there, you know, everybody's background is different. Like how old you are, what kind of financial uh, situation you're in. Um, I've taken that leap. We talked about multiple times in my life and I have a family and kids and um that's that's infinitely harder too when <clears throat> you know other people other humans are counting on you to eat yeah. my kids love to eat you know I, I, and it's I, I, uh
0: <laughs> i can go a couple of nights without dinner to get a little extra right. cash in my pocket to get, yeah. to buy this thing or to do this thing um i don't have kids i don't have a wife people know the better three quarters we're just we're dating hope to make that something more one day but that's that's future and if it does occur yes i'll make the ring on on stream don't worry i have a cat who is currently off doing important things so we have the stunt double is here because i was tired i I was tired of getting questions as to why there's an empty animal bed next to me Uh, i see some of them started to get a little dark and i wasn't about that so yeah we have the stunt double Uh, yeah my director of marketing is off doing important things and for those that don't understand it my cat is my director of marketing and yes it's on the website Um, you know, and that's part of our core business is we like to have fun. And, uh, you know, I,
1: it's important. It's an important part of business.
0: Yeah. Like I I can sit there, put on the three piece suit, you know, look the part, speak the part and all that, but it's way more fun to go to job to like interview people in like a raggedy old t-shirt because they are not expecting it. And you instantly catch them off guard and their responses are way more, uh, pure and real to themselves rather than the well where do you see yourself in three to five years i don't even sure. want to see myself in six months you're asking me three to five years <laughs> alive would be good uh <laughs> decent health is fine financially stable would be great but honestly you know I, 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 i'm negotiable on that one
1: <laughs> what's that mitch Hedberg quote it's like what how do you where do you see yourself five years celebrating the five-year anniversary of you asking me that dumb question yeah you know like I, I, like i hate, like, I, I hate too. it too yeah. I think a lot of entrepreneurs hate that question because it's, <laughs> I mean, know. it's it's it, well, but here's the thing. Like I, the spirit of it is important. It's like, you need to have some goal that you're shooting toward like direction. And like we often, yeah, especially in the maker space, like have, there's like a million things flooding, you know, our head on it and, and to, to focus, to really truly focus is so difficult sometimes because the temptation to like want to do these things for fun you know and and it's it's all about balance it, you know i said it sounds like a broken record and a cliche because it's like i'm like you like i don't take myself too seriously if we're not having fun what's the point of all of this stuff right um you know it, it keeps you sane it keeps you healthier like it helps cu- cut Same the stress ish. down you got but but i mean mitigating stress is important oh god like, there's like, so many things stress will kill you faster than
0: likely your bad eating habits that will come of working 100 hour work weeks and all that the stress will 100%. kill you faster 100 uh, it, it you know one of the big things that 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 we were taught in school was the business plan um and so i'm i'm gonna be straight do you have a
1: business plan do you have like a written business plan for for i did write one way back in the day like when i first started and you um, never updated it and- right Never updated it. It has nothing to do with any of what I do now. I'm not the only one that did that. All right. No. And (laughs) I think when you're getting started, it's a good, it's a good exercise, but I, I would, I would always advise uh, uh, people to just like, you know, do an outline, like spend some time to like think on it, but don't go killing yourself over it. And that might be different if you're trying to go the venture route, like, obviously, if you need to put a deck together and all that stuff, you're going to have to do a lot more of that work to share your vision yeah. because you need money to to implement, you know, but if you're bootstrapping, I think it's more of a guideline and uh, I think it's okay. It's okay that you, you might be changed. It's probably a good idea to revisit. And so I don't call what I have a business plan, but I do have a good number of Google docs that are kind of my, like, thoughts, long-term, you know, longer-term visions for the company. And I literally just did one a couple of weeks ago on like kind of 2020. I kind of use New Year's as a, as an impetus for me as like, okay, what's the state of the union, you know, this Dude, year? We, we
0: We did this too. Uh, I, I Good. told all the staff, I need every one of you to schedule one-on-one with me. We're going to do individual like state of the unions kind of wherever we're at. What have we done? Right. What have we done wrong from your perspective? I want to know as the, how owner, much stuff have I done? Right. Huh? How much staff do you have? They're all contractors. Technically they're all 1099 contractors, yep. but we have 12, I think as of today,
1: you're, you're working regularly with about 12 people. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, some okay. obviously work up more than others and being a service business. Sometimes the engineers are working ragged and sometimes they're just hanging out. But you've out. got a team,
1: you've yeah. got a team. So how, how you go about paying them and stuff is more of a, you know, construct of the business. It's and, all,
0: you know, it, it's all cash. Cause it, it's 1099. So it's PayPal and all that. It's so.
1: cash in a dark alley at night. You know, so it's like no 1099, in, in I mean, taxes are
0: their problem manila
1: envelope <laughs>
0: yeah yeah you know i'll i'll, I'll, I'll mail them one dollar bills twice a week right yeah oh no. yeah we 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 believe that paying people well is important but i also firmly believe that you can't always do it yourself and understanding when it is time to bring in somebody is very important and if you say well i'm gonna raise a million dollars investor capital hire an entire staff of people and you know we're gonna have a successful business you are probably going to fail um having that entire business plan and knowing what those costs are going to be adding 20 percent on there for just oops kind of money and <laughs> at least like making sure you can <laughs> even find the people right right now finding good talent is incredibly difficult and yeah. people don't under i The fact that you see every business with a hiring sign on it is not because they underpay their people. Some of them is that some of them, because the businesses suck and people want to work other places. But a lot of it's just simply because people are getting paid more or they're valuing their time more and they're able to work from home where prior they didn't, you know, they didn't have that opportunity. And uh, as small businesses, it's difficult for us because I can't hire people full time. I can't pay myself. Um, my goal is to take every dime this company makes reinvest it back in so we can get cool stuff, whether it's better cameras for the YouTube channel, new printers, that is what business is all about. It's not, you know, the, the whole South park method of, you know, cash out, bro down kind of thing. That's not what it's about. I mean, not anymore. It's not Silicon Valley, uh, uh, uh you know, in the early 2000s anymore. <laughs>
1: It's about getting the cars with the doors that go like this and like this. Yeah. The um, billionaire doors. Right. <laughs> uh, no, I think that's, that's really uh, good to hear. Um, and I think we're, we're simpatico on that because uh, rep cord really wasn't truly profitable until last year. Um, and uh, I was, and like you, um, you mean last me, year is
0: 21 or last year
1: is 20. uh, sorry 20 because we did you're right because we just finished this this action so so, since 20 um uh, because that was really like the first where it's like i had a payroll i was paying myself properly uh i was doing all of that uh but that that's uh that's another leap you know we talk about all the leaps that we make because like you before that i was 1099 and everybody and all that stuff like the thought of. Uh, uh, having a payroll and having to deal with payroll tax and all that stuff was just so scary and, and insurance? like uh, insurance. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, but, but the truth is like, you, you know, I think you have the right attitude and if you have the ability to like, okay, I'm going to live modestly. Uh, I'm going to reinvest as much as I can into growing this because even when you're at a hundred thousand, 200,000 in sales, like that's still nothing yeah, in nothing. the scheme of, of what you really, um, really need to be kind of getting the wheels really turning. So, um, I think, I think it's good to hear that you, you have a similar mentality. I I was the same way. And I kind of cheated for a long time because I had, it it was a side hustle, right? So it's like my primary income was coming from the web development stuff. And it, I was lucky that I was able to tie all of that up and, and pivot. And I keep you know, telling myself that if I was able to do this in a COVID year, like I can't imagine what it's going to be like, like when we get back to normal, like that's my optimistic long-term hope for everything.
0: Yeah. These past, so 2020, we were barely profitable. Um, It was nowhere near. Like if I, if I took every dime the company made and paid myself, I would have paid myself less than a dollar an hour. I mean, that's, that, that that's how low it was. 21. We didn't, we, we did not see profit, but 21 saw the start of this YouTube channel, which for those that don't understand YouTube, when you do it on the level that we are doing, it is incredibly expensive. It takes a ton of time and it takes dedicated individuals. Like we have a dedicated editor. We have dedicated writers. Um, yep. you know, it, that is a, a whole different level of a business that we didn't expect. Um, we were literally doing YouTube as a means to answer the most common questions because everyone called me, What is 3D printing?
1: I think literally <laughs> that is episode one of the podcast. Uh, it's it's a very very important in this day and age you know it's your brand it's your it's your outreach it's your face uh, uh being out there you know the traditional advertising the days of banner ads or you know billboards and stuff and magazine ads like that's not a thing and so you know it's good that you have that vision that like this is where the eyeballs are this is where the people are now how do I make that work with my with my business, how do I use that to to sell stuff? And it's a long tail game a lot of the time. Like I'm not a, I'm not a big like salesperson in the way that like I'm doing the hard sale. I'm like giving the discounts. Mm-hmm. Like I don't use I don't use my social media channel the way that a lot of companies do, where it's just like I'm gonna post my deals. I'm gonna talk about a new product. It's like half the time it's just me with like goofy thoughts, um, because it's that humanity. It's that I like that. I'm I'm the, I'm, same I'm the way. face. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, and I think that that's important. Like that you're sending that message. Like this is who you're doing business with you. This is who you are supporting. Like we're not content creators in the same way that like a maker's news or a Joel or a, you know, a Tom Steinlander are. um, I wish but, I could afford to be,
0: but yeah, no, we're not. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it's, I think it's still important that people know who they're dealing with and who they're supporting yeah. when uh, supporting. And, and, you know, to me, I'm like, I don't need a Patreon. I don't, I don't necessarily want, uh, uh that pressure um but if you want to support what I do you know like here's what we're doing and here's why I think it's cool and you can come along on the journey with me if you want and I appreciate every last one of my customers because they're a vote in like I believe what pooch is trying to do in you know you know rebuilding american manufacturing to some extent and you know small business supporting small business buying local you know that kind of thing so yep
0: yeah. Um, I mean, and to
1: answer. So, Bob, Bob, I saw your note in the chat a little while back about tours for, for Repcord and in non-COVID times and at the, at the HQ and nothing would make me happier. I love it when, um, you know, I can I can show off stuff. But it, like there's also a piece of embarrassment, like how actually underwhelming it would probably seem to people uh, to actually like walk through and how small uh, it is. And we've come critics, way. We are our biggest critics, aren't we? We are. We are. Um, but, uh, I would love to find a way, uh, you know, to, to and enable, enable that. I am literally like in a shop space, like my next door neighbor is a cabinet maker. There's like auto, you know, guys down the road. It's like the weirdest space. Like, but it's a great first space for me. Generic like industrial, right? It's yeah. Yeah, it, it really is. And I went there because it was like the rent was right. The location was right. But I had to do a lot of, it was very bare bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is cold <laughs> there in the winter. And like I put a heater in and now we're waiting on permits and who knows when that's going to happen. You'll and, hang up the phone if I tell stuff. you what, what it is here right now.
0: I, I would guess that it is colder for you in Fahrenheit than it is for me in centigrade right now.
1: <laughs> I'm in the foot. Like it gets a lot worse for a lot of other people. Like I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to get any pity points from anybody like in the Midwest. It's dealing with, that's with, fair. Uh, with cold, but it's, 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 <laughs> or Bob. Yeah. But uh but I would love it. Uh, Evan rep rep is in California. We're in the Sierra Nevada foothills. So we're like an hour sick South of Lake Tahoe. Um, I wound up here in 2014, just kind of out of some family circumstances, but I'm originally from the Bay area, like literally Silicon Valley, literally coming from that lifestyle oh, cool. of venture capital and, you know, doing the Sandhill shuffle and, uh, um, you know, making really good money doing, you know, high-end websites for clients and stuff like that. And so this is a completely different life and experience, like moved right. into onto five acres and spent way too much time, like, you know, working on the property, clearing out everything. And I, I mean, it's been good, like kind of living off grid. And now I'm at a good medium. I'm a, a more of a neighborhood now. Um, so I've, I've lived a lot of life in the, in the last uh, six, seven years uh, since moving here and, and founding Repcord.
0: Now, you, you talked about venture capital and all that. We talked about it a little bit before as well. And there was a big thing that we glossed over. It was that whole pitch deck. And it, I, I want to touch on that because if you are a company where you say, I, I need capital, I need influx of capital, I'm not willing to put in my own, what is the best kind of money? It's somebody else's, preferably one that doesn't have a personal guarantee, but somebody else's money is still the best kind of money getting that investment capital can be incredibly difficult and if you are able to start your business on something smaller say maybe you don't need five hundred thousand dollars of 3d printers maybe you can get away with a five thousand dollar machine it's not going to be perfect you'll outsource stuff you're not going to get the margins you want but it proves your marketing when you go build that what's called a pitch deck it's it is effectively exactly what what it sounds like you are pitching your company to somebody they get this this notebook of all the stuff they need to know they're thumbing through it while they're deciding whether or not they like you as you're talking to them Uh, normally it's like a resume for your business similar to how a business plan is but you would have things like pro forma financials so that's Estimated financials. And please, dear God, do not put estimated on your financials. Oh, we're going to be at a $10 million a year revenue in five years. No, you're not. Shut up. No, you're not. (laughs) And sure, maybe, maybe you might be. But chances are you're not going to be. And there is every investor out there is going to see right through that cloud of farts that you just put on the table and tell you where you can send it.
1: It, they, have- they listen to that every day like that is oh what God, they yes. do and and you are not special like like no. No, it, it, it's it, the thing is like history is always written by the winners the stories that we always hear are are not like the ones that fail okay uh, and and the, we're we're fed the glam it's it's glitz and glamour in the same way that hollywood is glitz and glamour to us in the business world that yep. that that um i mean if you were to see the stack of failure and even even like failure from uh venture capital invest investments you know like it is grossly what, what are the what are the stats on venture capital they're like happy if they're getting 20 percent of yeah, their normally. investments back or something like that you know they expect to fail 80 80 20 applies uh i don't yeah. know if that's the exact number somebody's probably gonna say wow well, it's more yeah, like and that's a, fine hey that's
0: cunningham's law is it not it, the, the thing with VC and Angel is that they, they are literally statistically proving to themselves that they are going to win more in terms of money than yeah. they lose. And if they yeah. can continually do that, beat the market... Then they then they have a successful business. If they don't, then they stop doing it generally, or they do it for the philanthropy, right? I know people that are in VC and angel work. We have our own VC panel here, so we work a lot yep. with inventors. So having a VC panel is important. Um, we have a former shark from the Shark Tank on uh Ooh, on that panel, which, which is one? Cool. Are you not
1: allowed to say? <laughs> uh, no, it's Kevin Harrington.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah, very cool. He's local, um, and he's a no, really no great kidding. guy to work with. But he said. Do not send people to me unless you would invest in their company. And if you're not going to invest in their company, I don't want them on my, on my plate. He said, because you, you're at a point where every dollar that you spend is life or death for you. And if you don't believe that this company is going to make you enough money to retire early, then why am I going to put my money toward it either? He said, yes. Which sounds like a duh, right? I mean, like,
1: but, but yeah, I think it has to be said, you know, like, uh, Mm -hmm. so no, that's 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 solid advice, and that's that's kind of you know. If I'm stepping back, look, I've actually talked to VCs. Like I've I've gone that route, and I'm glad that I, I think it works for some. I think that it depends on where you are in your life, what your you know tolerance for risk is, all of that stuff. And don't do but it on a credit card. God, don't you, do it on a credit card. You don't need it. Like. No. It, it, There are other ways. Um, I think that it is the glamorous thing. It's the thing that a lot of business people hear about. It's the thing that you read about a lot, but there are other mechanisms. And it really depends on what your goals are in terms of like how much control you want to have of the business. Um, Like, you know, do you want to be an owner operator? Do you want to have your hands in, you know, the dough or like not the money, but the needing of the the product. It's
0: the in versus the on, right? Working in your business versus working on it.
1: Yeah, and and you and a lot of the times you might think when you're starting like you do, and you find out you really don't, and you, you think you're a good people person, you think you might be a good CEO or a manager of people, and you're not really, uh, and and that's okay. Uh, but if you're if you're pitching this to somebody that's investing their money, uh, you better believe that they're going to look at all of those aspects, and a lot of it is a gamble on on you as a person. So you know you can put together the best pitch deck in the world and stuff like that, but if you're not Like, I think what they say, the first thing VCs look for is like, what kind of skin in the game are you going to have? And do I trust you? And I get, cause I get, I get pitched all day, every day from people just like you that say they're going to make 10 million in two years and all this stuff. And like, I had five
0: just this week. Oh, we would love to make, you know, we would love to have you, you know, design our product completely for free. We'll give you a percentage of the company. I'm like, okay,
1: where's your business plan? Well, we don't have one. What about your performance? Well, we don't have one. Get pound lost. sand. Come yeah. back. Come back and yeah. Come back when you got. Uh, but you know, sometimes that's that's the lessons that that people you know need to learn, and hopefully some come back and learn yep. from it and do something. And I'm not saying everybody's path is going to be different. You yeah.
0: Know? And now the printing. And you you have us. You have a small printer farm. You're actually working on building a group of all of us that have decided that Team Orange is the farm that we're building, and uh, you know the, the the Prusa Farm group and. Are you doing service style work, or is this all just for things inside the rep box? And that, and
1: then we do. No, we we actually do offer print service. I don't advertise it because we. I I don't need more of it right now. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of that is. uh, Yeah, I know it's a good it's a good problem to have. Uh, And a a lot of the people that come my way aren't a good fit for the model that I have built and established that works with with our resources and our workflow and stuff like that. I am... Uh, I am proud to say that uh, uh, I've done work for people that are, that are in the chat that are also maker entrepreneurs. I'm very uh, honored to have been approached by them and, and to have supported their businesses as well. Um, but we don't take, we don't take one-offs. We don't take low. We, we try to target, you know, people that are going to be doing consistent production right. uh, that, that um, kind of get, that have been doing it for a little while. Uh, you know, I'm, I am not, unlike you, I'm not, Uh, at a place right now where I'm taking on, um, you know, being a, a, a portion of somebody that's trying to get a business off the ground, I, this, which isn't to say that I wouldn't like to be at some point, like I would like to be able to offer services. It's in fun, but it's challenging.
0: Yeah. The, the, it, it, it's a whole different, but it's, it, and
1: it's time consuming. Oh, yes. uh, and, and again, when you talk about the laser focus and stuff like that, it's really about like, okay, what do I have? What, what do we got and what fits well within our yep. model so that we can keep that cash flow up and we can get to the point where we can, go a little bit wider and so it's again it's like those blinders can kind of keep going a little bit wider as you move from being an operator to more of an owner and you get more of that money to get more of those resources to allow you that growth but it is really hard not to want to go whoop like and yep take oh i want to take this and i want to take this and i want to take this because you you probably are the same way i get approached every day for people booth,
0: i was definitely this way okay
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i get approached from people every day like hey uh, I really want to do this and I would love it if you guys would help us with our manufacturer or can you, you know, can you advise me on this or can you, and, and I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm all admitted. I'm kind of a pleaser. I like, I want to say yes to people. I want to I help people. Um, and so finding, and honestly, as, as, as silly as this sounds, I, I feel like I've learned the most from Joel as a friend, as a friend, Joel's a close friend of mine. We, we talk a lot um, on, on really good ways to be able to say no, but still feel good about it and leave the door open and make people feel okay and not rejected because, uh, you know, I can't imagine how bad, you know, for as much as I'm talking about people approaching me, like think of a, so somebody that's an influencer yeah. on the regular people like, oh, I want to collaborate and I want to do this and I want to do that. And it's from businesses and it's from individuals and all that stuff. And he is just, it is it is an art form watching this man uh say no, but- here's what I think you should do, or you should really talk to so-and-so or whatever. Like he's very good at redirecting and still offering help and advice without having to take it all on his back.
0: And Joel can send those sponsors my way. <laughs> <laughs> You're I, looking for it. Yeah. Just look, I, I, I try to do good, good sponsor segues, but they're always just to myself. I, cause it, Hey, might as well self-sponsor the own videos and remind people that they can go to patreon.com slash 3d musketeers if they want to go ahead and support the efforts of this channel directly and leave a There's like a and subscribe while you're at it. Because if we're going to talk about CTAs, we might as well throw one in there. And a CTA is a call to action, something that is yeah. very important to have. If I go to your website and all I see is like, you know, it, it, it's you auto your own company. <laughs> I, I'm leaving. I want to see a call to action. How can I contact you? I'm old school. I want to pick up a phone. I want to dial a number and I want to talk to a human. I understand if you got a bit of a call tree to keep the bots from getting through, but I I, I am old school. I have found that we get more business because we answer the damn phone than anything else. And we get emails and all that, but there are a lot of old school people that come through that are like, I just, you're the first one to answer the phone. I'm like, why is this so difficult? Answer your damn phones, people. Now, well, okay, locally, <laughs> stop answering your phones. I'll handle that.
1: But otherwise- See, I'm going disa- to disagree with you a little bit on that because yeah. uh, I, 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 I do make myself very available to be communicated with. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately in this day and age with the robocalling and all this stuff, like oh, when I talk so about good. maintaining that laser focus, like the phone is a really tough uh, distraction because of its imminence. Like I need to answer the phone now. Uh, And it's disrupting whatever I am doing now. It's true.
0: It it does do that. The phone absolutely interrupts me. Google now freaking tracks the amount of calls that you answer. And if you get under a certain amount, your website stops ranking all that well. And for what we do, where we are actively trying to bring in more business, it is important that when you search 3D printing Tampa, that we are within the first couple right i'm not yeah. located specifically in greater tampa bay florida yep. Yep. so i have to play in the fact that my seo can make me in the greater yeah. of tampa bay yeah uh, so i i feel that um, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, pricing is a big deal too and that's actually what kind of got this entire talk happening was and uh, i've got the tweet here Cause I, I I put it in, it's in the description Wants to see the tweet, right? (laughs) So let's Let's do it. Let's read it. Real talk about pricing from a small business owner for a
1: moment, if I may,
0: or if you have it open, I'd love, I'd love to hear you. No, 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 no.
1: I don't have it open. So you're going to have to remind me because I I say a lot of stuff along, you know, the cost of the item
0: extends way beyond the cost of materials when you say it costs x dollars to make are you factoring the cost of labor insurance rent utilities and at least 30 other business costs one of (laughs) five two if something (laughs) is too expensive for you then don't buy it i I really want to say don't (laughs) effing buy it because
1: truth it's implied. Yeah, it is implied.
0: <laughs> Companies are not obligated to charge only what you're comfortable paying your honor at what I'm charge your horror, sorry, at what I'm charging does nothing to motivate me to give you a discount. Comments as such are entitled pure and simple. 3 entitlement, yeah. Or or sorry, entitlement. Yep. I am not the best reader. It is one of the no, things no, no. That you're I doing
1: you're, you're doing great. Keep going. <laughs> I'm trying to
0: give that good inflection, right? I want people to feel the emotion. <laughs> I, in this. I, I like it. Consider how you would feel if someone came to your work and said you are only worth paying half as much as you charge, simply based on first glance perceptions of what you do. I understand this may come across as a bit unrelatable and ranty to those who don't produce and sell product on a regular basis. But remember, just because something isn't immediately obvious to you doesn't mean someone is trying to rip you off. Words matter. Strive to choose them better when you're communicating, and your desired outcomes will be more achievable. Slash rant. Bonus! Inspired (laughs) by all the awesome commentary pricing, to the small business owner is already a source of much stress and consternation we'll go with that and often unreasonable an unreasonable value metric we place on ourselves will people like my designs enough to pay this what if i'm missing some costs does that allow me enough margin to cover the low sales times these yeah these are only a few of the torturous torturous yep questions going through our heads on the regular small business owners feel free to comment with more of your own. And I just want to say thanks for coming to Pooch's TED Talk because that is, that is like real <laughs> effing talk right there. I, I could not have said that better myself. It is so often. You're too expensive. Okay, go find someone else to do it for less. Well, I can find this guy to do it on on Etsy for less. Then go buy it from go. them.
1: It's going to take- Go with God, a- my friend. Yes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but he's like, well, I don't want to wait two months. Well, then you're going to pay more to get it done. I don't give a damn.
1: Is this your negotiating tactic? Because it sucks. (laughs) Well,
0: I'd like to get it for their price, but get it in three days.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My name is not Jeff
0: Bezos. I'm sorry. I would like the moon. (laughs) Yeah. I would like the moon and I don't want to send Neil Armstrong there to verify it exists. So, and- I, I can sit here and rant all day and I feel like I shouldn't because this is directly attached to my company. So I don't, you know, I, I, I and I feel like if the customers watch it, some of them will be like, Oh, he's talking about me. Yeah, I probably yeah. am. Yeah. But yeah. maybe there's a reason, so um, you. you know, just going to put that out there. We, we do give discounts. The discounts we give are directly to students. So if you, you know, you have a student email, I'll cut you a discount. Students don't get the rush fees that regular people get, right? If you need something in two days, you're paying a tax on that, right? You're you're yeah. you're gonna pay extra. Um, you and know, I mean, give
1: discounts too. It's it's, yeah. it's it's a more uh you know more bees with honey kind of thing too. Though to me, you know, I I what I want to pre- like this is kind of a, a a look into the again my humanity as a business. Like, there's many that would argue like, well, that's not very professional to just like use Twitter as your bitching platform. Mm-hmm. Um, but the truth is, is that like so many people just like lose sight of like who they're dealing with. I can't tell you how many times I get an email on a daily basis, almost that of somebody that was like, Complaining about something, maybe they're a customer, maybe they want to be a customer, or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're just like, they're just coming at you guns blazing, right? Like, yeah, oh, all this stuff. And then I reply to them, I'm like, oh my god, you replied to me. Like, I didn't think I was gonna get so, yeah, there's a human on the other end of this email, jackass. Like, what do you yeah. think is going on here? The people that email us, so
0: we have a public email to youtube at 3dmusketeers.com, it's in the description. Also, info at 3dmusketeers.com is another public email that we have. They're like, oh my god, you replied. I'm like, who else were you expecting to reply? If you haven't noticed, Thought I'm I was the, talking to a bot. <laughs> yeah. I'm the one in all the videos. The only time that people mess it up is when they're like, oh, Victoria scheduling the meetings, right? I'm like, yep. Victoria scheduling the meetings. You clearly have not looked at my website because Victoria is the name of my cat. And the thing that schedules the meetings is, <laughs> is an AI robot thingy. That's programmed yeah. that does it all on its own. I just got to name it. So I named it after my cat because that's funny. That's good branding. Um, You know, if I named it D'Artagnan, they're going to ask, they're like, what the hell's this mean? D with an apostrophe (laughs) Tanyan? What? (laughs) They're not going to know it's one of the musketeers. Um, Yeah, I, ah, man, the amount of times that it, they try, people try to make their problems yours. And I get it. There are instances where, okay, I'll make it my problem, but you're going to, pay me for it right we had a client right before the end of the year who needed something 72 hours it was 300 hours of printing 300 hours of printing at regular stock prusa speeds right we quoted stock prusa speeds we run faster than than stock prusa speeds because i'm not an idiot i have a business to run damn it (laughs) i can't print at 45 millimeters a second can't do it it's too damn slow
1: coward coward (laughs)
0: 120 minimum.
1: if you're not printing at 120 millimeters a second, you're a coward. That's, I, uh, honestly on a
0: brusa they can handle it so you, you you will burn through bearings faster so have those in stock
1: oh, but, yeah. uh, you, you should know, hear the sque- you should hear the squeaking in the farm sometimes <laughs> man. It,
0: If it's not seized, she's still fine. I don't care if I don't care if the rods are messed up you don't see it in the prints uh, but yeah. you know th- this client she said I really need to get this done. I understand it's right before the holidays. Can you do it? I said, I'll do it for you. And I sent him him the quote. They instantly paid it, like right there. And he said, I appreciate you making this happen. He came out three days later, picked up the parts. He said, you know, I didn't think you were going to be able to do it. He said, but this I, is a, he a, he's a business owner though, this right? This is a big business, big business. So, company. okay.
1: So, so the, see uh, that. And that's why a lot of companies, like I am very yep. picky about who I do business with and business owners make the best customers because they get it. They get it. You know, he, he, they, he, he, get it. he,
0: he shook my hand and said, thank you for making my emergency yours. When you had no reason other than the fact that I paid you to do this
1: this is how well, that's you a big, earn that's a big business. reason. And, but yes, no, no. And I said,
0: can you say that one more time into the microphone for me, please, sir?
1: <laughs> I know. Right. Those are the, those are the testimonials that you just really wish you, you know could make it out there more. Uh, but I've been in the same boat <laughs> and, and I'm, I, I want to say yes, but it's yeah. like, here's the thing. Like the, the underlying advice to that rant tweet is just like, think you know, your tactics matter, that the, how you ask, like, help me get to yes. Yeah. Okay. Like, and that, and, and so many people are missing. And I think that a lot of that is the benefit of maybe some of like my, my psychology edu- education and stuff like that, like dealing with knowing how to deal with people, Evan in the chat brings up, it's really hard to know when to respond and not to respond yes. to people. My advice to that is you should always respond. You should always not always respond. respond. You should not always respond right away. Yeah. Uh, it, because it is very easy, like in anger, ah, fuck this guy, you know, like you want right. to, you know, you, you just like, I'm going to unload on this mo- mofo, but, um, yeah. but you should always respond. Uh, and, and to me, uh, my, my tactic is, and it's funny because I think it, if anybody's ever been paying attention, like there's definitely people that I'm responding to, right. Like I look at the emails pretty quickly. Like I, I take yeah. it a, as a source of pride in my response rate. Like, uh, you can always email me. And if you haven't, if you've emailed me and not gotten a reply, like, I apologize. That probably means you've gone to spam because I do not ignore people. I do I not check like spam being multiple ignored.
0: times a day for this exact
1: reason. And I, I try to be better about that, but I, yep. I admittedly am not like a lot of times. I've got just so much stuff coming in yeah, that, that going to do, through man. spam. Spam is not, you know, a high think, but, um, but I, I want to, I want to genuinely help. Like I do offer discounts. I do work with, uh, military, military veterans education. I understand that some people don't have the money, but it's like the way you come at it. And, and it's like, you don't come at me and be like, how dare you charge $25 for a, or $23, whatever it is for a, you know, a French cleat or whatever. Uh, if you come at me and like, um, um you know i've i've really appreciate your your stuff um i'm just curious like do you offer any educational discounts or military like if you're coming at me like something like that yeah. you know i'll work with you sometimes i might say no like sometimes you might be asking for something that like i i'm just not willing to do but a lot of times like i'll, I'll work with you and um but you know you're you're very much in control of the situation uh and that's kind of the you know that's kind of the message that i i uh, get people um you know and and but reply, you know, show people the decency. And a lot of times, like, I'll go with the kill, you know, even if somebody's coming at me guns blazing, I kill with kindness. I'm oh, like, Oh, yeah, you know, I'm sorry, I feel that way. Um, you know, here's why we did what we did, you know, or we screwed up. I'm very, I'll be the first to admit, like, we botch stuff all the time, man. Yep. It's just, but that's where you win the customers for life. In fact, I, I almost. As weird as it sounds, it's almost you. Like I almost look forward to the mistakes sometimes because those you interactions, you learn from it and yeah. you win the most loyalty from it. Because it's not, it's not never making a problem. It's how you uh, resolve that problem that really wins you that loyalty. Like I've I've had so many repeat customers that just keep coming back and coming back and coming back because we completely forgot to include a pack of screws or something on the first one. And most of the time, people are like. Hey, uh, I was missing this. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Uh, here, like, I'm shipping it to you right now. And it's not a hard problem to solve. Nope. And I would beat the hell out of myself for it oh, for yeah, a long time. Right? I'm like, you're like ah, how did I miss <gasps> that? Oh, and it's the
0: worst when it's like a big client. You're like, oh shit. So like when this guy came and picked up all of his parts, he's like, we're missing one. I'm like, shit. I marked everything. And so I'm like hobbling back inside. For those that don't know, I can't walk well. I walk with a cane. I have a bad back. And it is sitting on the other side of the cat bed hidden. And so the parts there, I'm like, cool. So I quickly clean off the brim hit it with a torch, bring it out and say, I knew I printed this. He's like, okay, good. Because if I had to come back out here, that's fine. But I didn't want to. And you know, the, the thing with this, he, he said, you know, his son really wanted to come out. He thought he saw Darth Vader in the background. I'm like, nope, no Darth Vader's in the background. He actually saw a heat sink on the printer. So I decided that, uh, unrequested, of course, I would send him, uh, to Darth Vader prints that we did. We actually Ooh. made them time lapses and then I mailed them to him for Christmas because I, I knew he celebrated Christmas. And I said, give this to your son. May the force be with you. And, uh, Very he sent cool. me a text and said, dude, that was really cool. You didn't have to do that. He really appreciated the pieces. Thanks. And like, that is, that is building a relationship that is well beyond the cost of the project right yeah i i I don't know if you're the same way i tend to become very much friends with my clients like they're they're heavily involved like when it's a long project we're friends like my Uh, yeah my doctor was a client yeah
1: yeah (laughs) you know no that's that's great You want to make people feel like that they want to work with you Mm -hmm. because it's very much, it is a very personal thing. And that, that is the hardest part about growth for me is that inevitably you have to let more and more of that go. And RepCord, I take, like I said, I take it very personally. RepCord is me uh, and, and, you know, handing off the customer service or the quality control and all that stuff is tough because it's like, that's, that's my integrity on the line, you know? And, and nobody, no employee is ever going to care the way that you care.
0: It is Um, you hope you can find those
1: people. Yeah. You hope, you hope you can find those people. There are other Uh, business owners generally
0: that have decided they want to go back into the workforce.
1: And there's, there's people out there that are, that are good and get, understand customer service. And, you know, a lot of times what you're looking for in people that can do customer service is like how they handle, negativity, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you handle, because people are going to come out, you're going to get yelled at, you're going to get like, and it's, it's going to feel like a drag, right? Like, how do you not burden yourself with that? Um, and, uh, but, you know, like, you're going to need, you need to pay those people accordingly, you need to understand that they're, they're kind of your first line of defense, a yep. lot of the time. And, uh, and it's, it's hard when it's your money, you know, like th- this is a whole nother piece that it's like I bootstrap. I'm the, I'm a hundred percent owner of, mm-hmm. of my company. And so, you know, establishing guidelines of like when somebody else is allowed to like give away a freebie or give a discount as a result or what, you know, whatever it's like, it is. That's,
0: that's food off my plate when you do
1: that. But I understand. Right. But there's value in it. Cause I do it. Yeah. I do it too. Like you have to make it right. A lot of, of the times, like I, 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 if it's our mistake, I, I own it and we, f- we fix it. And even if it's to the, like when we were first getting into European distribution stuff, that was so painful, man. Oh, it, yeah. it cost like 130, $150 to ship some of these things to, you know, Belgium or wherever it was going. And uh, you know if, if a package like that got screwed up and we had to send another part out and it was another 50 like we made no money we lost money on the deal um that's that's a tough part of, of getting started now that that's a luxury as you get better and better at it you can absorb those things a little bit better it's true okay yeah but i'm also i'm not i'm not costco and i'm not amazon i'm not you know nordstrom you can't just like you know eat the hamburger come back with a little tiny bite uh and expect a full refund from me like i do push back and finding that balance and training others to what yep. that balance of when to push back and when to help is, is very nuanced. It's very, you kind of have to have a gut feel about it sometimes. It, it is. And you know, I, I would guess that
0: the target market of RepCord has likely changed a fair bit throughout the years, right? The rep boxes are yeah pretty much just in the 3d printing industry,
1: but it's a niche product. Yeah, for sure.
0: A, it's a niche product, but you likely know the demographics Of your customers, you know whether they're male, female, non-binary, you know, other, right? Listed as other. Sure. Um, You know where they live. You know statistically if they're likely to buy it. You you knew that working with Prusa made sense because people with Prusa printers tend to buy rep boxes. Why? Because Prusas are not the cheapest printers on the market. If you're buying an Ender 3, you might not be looking at buying a rep box because your ender three costs about as much as a rep box.
1: Yeah. And, and you know what? And that's okay. Mm -hmm. And we should, we can circle back to, we should circle back to the pricing thing because anybody that's in, in the business, like, I think that that there's, there's so much, we could go so deep on that. But, um, but, but to, to answer your immediate thing about like target, you're like, yes, thank you for seeing that. Like, yes, I have a target audience yes i understand that this is not affordable to everybody and that's okay like you can it's come not at supposed me to be. <laughs> it's not it's not and it's like yes you can go get uh, uh some you know a big tupperware bin and drill some holes in it uh and put some you know rollers in, inside of it and it'll work fine and that's okay and and if jank, you want to start fine. there yeah it, but some people are fine with jank you know like and and, and <laughs> I, I mean, I am like, I'm such yeah. a hack, like as a business owner, like doing more with less and like, that's, that's our big, Seriously, man, we have, <laughs> we have like probably 10 podcasts worth of material here that we could go into, uh, on any given time on like all those little, you know, on nuggets because especially when you're bootstrapping, it's like figuring out how to do more with less, figuring out how to, Oh yeah. What to take on yourself versus what hiring out and all that. But, um, you mean I can make an extra um,
0: 10 grand a month by sleeping three hours a night done. (laughs) (laughs) I'll find a way,
1: (laughs) but what good is it going to do if it kills you two years from now? And you're not, you know, you don't get to live to, you know, having the, uh, the, the, the nicer house or be, the benefits of hopefully, you know, growing an actual business. Out you of
0: mean it. taking an actual paycheck, like a real boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, it's, it's rewarding to get to that point. And don't get me wrong. Like there's still, I guess I still got a long way to go, man. Um, but it, it succeeded my expectations. We've done a good job. Um, but yes, to your point, there is a target market and that's okay. And it, it, when you're first getting started, uh, you're, you're chasing every dollar you can, because it's like, you need it. You need that money to survive. Right. If the money so, is
0: there. I don't care. That was our original
1: business motto, <laughs> which is not always the best business model. It motto, was not a great know?
0: business model, but when, when you were just starting and you found that the target market that you had, you know, that you worked on, your pricing was set for them. All of a sudden they didn't understand your products. They weren't buying it. Well, shit, you got to change or you're going to die.
1: Well, let, let me break it down in a way that might be a little bit different yeah. for people to understand or to look at. So so when I was first getting started as a web developer or, you know, and this is very common for anybody that's in a service space uh, profession, um, you know, you're a plumber, you're, you're, you're trying to make a name for yourself, right? And so you, you inherently have to charge less. You have to say yes more. You have to eat more shit, uh, you know, part pardon the French, but I mean, like you, you literally do. Um Plumbers it, not literally. Shit.
0: I feel like that's just normal.
1: <laughs> maybe not literally, but, but you do, oh, yeah. you have to take, you'd have to take your knocks. You, and, and that is the, the cost of, you know, getting started. And that that's familiar to people. You think about when you were a kid, maybe your first job was mowing lawns or whatever. And, you know, people wanted to hire you probably because, you know, you're a kid and you, you charge sure you're less than a landscaper and stuff, but you're not professional. Uh, and they are a lot more, you know, so you, you, you start at a certain point. And then hopefully you build up a more reputation, you get more referrals, you get yep. more people come in your way and say, you know what, it's time for me to, to up my prices. And sometimes you, you keep, you keep your prices a little bit lower for your longer standing customers that keep coming back to you as yeah, a, their grandfathered as a respect. They're
0: grandfathered yeah,
1: they can, they can be, but you know, I definitely had clients that I, I would, you know, slowly introduce. Them. I'm like, okay, you know, I have to do a cost of living this year or something like that. And, Anybody that's been working with you long term and stuff gets that. Um, some do. you know, you're not gonna some some do and some don't. And, but if they don't, they're not the right customer for you. So yeah. So it is true that there are it's okay to fire some customers. It is very um, true.
0: Fire twenty percent of your customers that take up eighty percent of your time every single year. It's gonna you gotta hurt. do it. You gotta do it because you gotta gonna, do it. You're gonna go to sleep on the 31st, freaking out. You're going to wake up on the 1st of January, hopefully not hungover. You're going to feel a little bit better about yourself. You're going to get files that are going to be good. You're going to get prints that are done. And all you got to do is click slice, click print, and walk your happy ass away while your machines <laughs> make money for you.
1: That's yeah. ideal. And that's the reward of a job well done and paying your dues and getting to that point right i always say it's frustrating as a, a growing business that uh, by the time that you get to the point where you get your best prices from your vendors and your highest you know uh, abilities to charge and stuff like you don't need it as much right. you know it's kind of it's right. kind of backwards you're like i really want you know to only have to pay you know the 3 bucks a spool for this right now but you don't get that until you get to that level of volume where you're selling where they can like take that that margin discount. And so it's, it feels backwards. And that's where I think a lot of the mentality of the rich get richer come from. But, but what you're missing is like, you're in the grind for years until you start to get just a glimpse of some of that stuff. And so pricing a product works very similarly in that you're probably going to start before you have a reputation before your product has a reputation out there you're gonna have to eat a little shit you're gonna have to start a little lower you're gonna have to um you know take a little bit less margin you have to pay yourself less like all of those things are exactly the same and coming up with what that number is um is capitalism at its finest it's you know what will the market bear um and uh, you don't know that a lot of the time. You don't know when you're getting started, like what is the market going to make? Like I said, when we first started with, when I first started with Travis, I'm like, there is no way, there is no way anybody would ever pay more than a hundred dollars for a rep box. Right. No way, hand to God. And uh, um, A, I was incredibly wrong. And it's not because I'm like, oh, I can get people to pay me. I mean, it kind of is, but it's not, th- th- there's more to it than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, my perception was like, I'm thinking about a different market at this time. Like we were looking at the, the people with the enders and the concern and the, all that stuff. I'm like, absolutely. A person with an ender is not going to want to pay more than a hundred bucks for a rep box, but right. Are they my target market? Should they be my target market? So when I was trying to get a foothold, everybody was my target. I, I need people to believe in this. I think I need to pe- find people that find value in this. That, that are willing to post pictures of it on social media, get it out there, have people go, what is that? What is that? Like, what do you have there? And and I want that too. And, uh, and over time that has allowed us the money to refine the product. So part of the increase of the cost over time is because the product is literally better. Um, yeah, we've, we've had to, you know, you're not paying me for this one. You're paying me for the thousand I had to make before this one. Yep. Uh, A lot of the time, you know, and so you, you have to, but you don't think to price those things in when you're first getting started, you're in that materials mindset. You're in time. and What is it going to cost me to make this? Yep. But I was also working out of my garage. I didn't have to pay rent. I didn't have the same insurance. My time is not valuable.
0: Why should I charge? Oh no. Yeah. And
1: I, and that's that's exactly right. I wasn't making, I wasn't relying on that to, to pay my bills, to feed my kids, all that stuff.
0: Remember you're a maker. And even if you were to go get a job flipping burgers in, you know, uh, quite a few states are bringing up a $15 an hour minimum wage. Okay. You get
1: 18, 18 an hour starting at Chick-fil-A down the road from here. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm in, Cali- I, I'm in California, <laughs> but I'm in like, Where that sucks as a box business costs to $200,000 a year.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: uh, don't get me started. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah I-
0: Call it 15 bucks an hour. And you know what? If you're feeling a little frisky, go to 10 because it makes the math easy, right? How much effort are you going to put into making this part? And that is not just the printing. That is setting up the slicer, knowing what it takes, right? I, Prusa is very much easy mode for 3D printing. Quite literally, you can use their stock settings, click print, make sure easy that button. first layer sticks and Ron po, peel that bastard, set it and forget it. And I I know that we all preach don't leave your printers unattended. Pooch, how many printers you got running right now?
1: Uh, actually, surprisingly zero at the moment. Oh, here no, at, there's there's the stuff running at the shop. Exactly. Oh, um, uh, probably about a dozen. Yeah. Okay. We we actually do. We have some automation set up and stuff like that too. So, but uh.
0: and, and that's fair, right? But when when you're first starting out you you have to value that time we value our machine time like like they're like it's really really bad bad labor practices so we we look at prints as a dollar per hour or a certain dollar value per hour i am not going to give away my pricing strategy uh y'all can send me prints and try to figure <laughs> it out you're welcome to try i don't care uh but don't waste your ip my time baby hold BS. it tight hold it know? tight. uh it look If you're going to send me parts, at least try to buy them. And for God's sakes, post some damn photos on social media and tag us. Some testimonials could go a long way to making a small business better. But pricing is exposure. Yes, exposure. Thank you. (laughs) Um, You know, pricing is important because if you don't value your time and you're like, well, this guy's doing it for three dollars on Etsy. Yeah, it's gonna cost you $2.50 of raw material to make it. They're doing it for two they're doing it for $3 because they don't live in the United States and the exchange rate is incredibly useful to them and is worth a lot more. If you are in the United States, you need to be making a livable wage. And if you're not gonna make a livable wage, then you're not doing it as a business. Period. Yeah. It is a hobby, yeah. and if all you want is to buy some natty lights and and and, and go do you know shots with the boys, oh, now we're
1: now we're talking.
0: Yeah, yeah. Go on. Then, then go do that, but don't call that a business. It's a hobby, right? When when you're looking right. at all right, how can I leverage every dollar that I'm bringing in the door to get more machines, more technology, diversification of machines? We don't have just Prusas unfortunately um you know and i i would love to have sl ss but i will not pay for them they are too expensive they're beautiful resin printers but i bought <laughs> just email
1: and show on a daily basis how dare you charge 1300 dollars? no, no for but this you printer.
0: know what <laughs> they're like 2500 but they're absolutely worth it if you are a small business and you have that kind of money to spend and you don't have experience resin printing by a prusa if you have experience, or you're willing to put the time in, like I was, I bought seven Elagoo Marses, and so I was able yep. to have
1: seven. I have a Saturns, huh? Yeah, I have a Saturn. It's good. It's good. Uh, Two Saturns, a photon not...
0: Mono X, and nine yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Marses. Yeah, I, and I don't do a lot of resin. so yeah. But anyway, go ahead.
0: Mad Monkey says, uh, "Beers the pooch." New Friday night stream. Hell yeah, I'm down for beers of pooch. <laughs> but uh you
1: know i don't want to step on matt's stream
0: but yeah yeah well okay thursday night you know thirsty thursday right
1: <laughs> oh my gosh thirsty
0: thursday with pooch and once a oh month God, it's can... just we, we we read weird twitter comments right
1: <laughs> I, I don't know if the pooch pooch can handle it oh yeah yeah for sure <laughs> but uh it's a gold you know, mine of uh material
0: don't don't play this imposter syndrome game uh oh is my book handy for it? I have a book all about imposter syndrome and of course I lost it go figure that's a great You're
1: published? Idea. Oh it's not your book you're not in God yeah, no I oh but I can see it gl- I
0: can't reach it I can see the book it's I'm, on a shelf Well um, I'm glad
1: you read I'm glad you read it, and I think that you'll find with people that are into entrepreneur you ship and stuff like that 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 it is important uh to, to you know to learn from others to educate yourself um I love audiobooks you know and I, I do read when I can but obviously what you know, audiobooks afford me the luxury of being able to listen in the car and while I'm doing other things. And so I have For those a lot, that of, want to read it, lot of stuff I love in there. Yeah. What is it?
0: It's called, if I'm so successful, why do I feel like a fake? And I, my shelves are made of wire. So they're all wire. Good title. So I'm like trying to move it so I can see who it's by. Uh, looks like Joan C Harvey, PhD with Cynthia Katz, K A T Z. Um, that book was great. It didn't. I mean, it helped me understand the imposter syndrome, but it did not fix the problem at all. <laughs> but you're, <laughs> but you're aware of it. That's Reads the first step. Me- Evan Weinstein says, "Where's the Patreon tier for Pooch Reads? Uh, Reads mean tweets slash support emails." God, I should make that a Patreon level. I would friggin' do that. But uh, oh, geez. yeah, I, I it, it, the imposter syndrome is such, such a problem in this industry. All of us, because we look at yeah. someone like I look at, I look at you. I'm like, dude, he is so successful in what he's doing. He's paying himself. <laughs> You're paying yourself. Shut up, pooch. I haven't paid myself <laughs> yet. All right. That,
1: that It took me four years, dude. It took me four years. I'm on year that, six. Though. All That's right, That's a long time. We started our That's business at the same game.
0: time. <laughs> but uh, it, I. I I get it. I totally get it. it. It is tough to sit there and say, well, these people are doing so good. Why, why aren't I? Well, wh- what decisions have you made differently? Right? Do, are you, are you working with a cabinet manufacturer to make boxes for filament? Well, no, that's not my industry. Well, that's part of why Pooch is successful. Are you working with, you know, certain businesses that do big volume? Not anymore. They went to injection molding. Well, that's, you know, Pooch has that, Pooch has that market. So it's not about comparing yourself to others. It's about looking at what you're doing right. What am I doing right? Yeah. Locally, yeah, well said. I have the best damn customer service, period. Period. I take care of you where other companies won't. And and, and if you say, well, you're too expensive, I say, all right, here's a list of our competitors. I have that email ready. Here's a list of our competitors. Here are their contact information. Go ahead. By all means, give it a shot.
1: We'll see you soon. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that's, and and that's, oh my God, if I could tell you how many times when I was in my web development world that people would approach me for stuff and then say, oh, you know what? You're a little bit too expensive. And then they would go off and they would, you know, find somebody on, on Fiverr or Odesk or whatever the equivalent was at the time. And they would completely F it up. And then they would come back to me and be like, can you make this mess work? Uh, you know? And I'm like, well, I can, but now it's going to cost you even more because I'm having to wade through somebody else's code and all this other stuff too. So you what, probably should have come what to me in the first place. Um, there's a term that we use. What do you call it? Opportunity uh, for uh, improvement. No, I, what do you tell me what you call it? Asshole tax. I mean, Yeah. <laughs> I don't like to look at it that way. It's like, it's not, it's, it's, it's a legitimate thing too. It's like, well, yeah, I could try to make that work, but it's probably going to be easier if I scrap and start from fresh. Cause I don't know, yep. like when you're dealing with other people's code, like it takes a long time to wade through and figure <sighs> out what the hell they were trying to do. There's a million different ways to get to the same result. And if you want to yep. pay me and when, when at the, and the, at the pinnacle of what I was doing, I was time and materials, man. I like, I don't quote stuff like, you, I'm not, I'm not doing a flat thing because there are way too many opportunities for just, you know, People miscommunication. People want flat rate
0: and, so bad. And no, I really want to do it, but you can't do it. The answer is always, it depends. How much is it going to cost? Well, it depends.
1: That's why I love print service stuff. It's very clear. Like this is our price per unit. If you achieve this volume, like I can bring the price per unit down a little bit because yep. we have some efficiencies, uh, that we can draw from, but, um, you know, you really need to spend some time thinking about who you ultimately want your customer to be. You're gonna, you're gonna slide on that a little as you're getting started, yeah. but that's okay. Like same, you know, so looking at rep box, like rep box was 99 bucks to begin with. We realized like, actually we're not making any money when it's priced that way based on all of our costs. And so I had to get creative about how I could inject, um, you know, the proper pricing in there without like shocking, uh, my customer base of the space and stuff like that. And I, you know, I think we, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I think we, we took a clever approach that, that, that worked for that. So celebrate
0: um, your wins. See, but it's like, that's literally in the book, celebrate your wins. If you did a good job, celebrate your wins. And we, we don't do that nearly enough uh and that's the one thing i hate about having a remote team it's very difficult to celebrate the wins and of course in the current world that we live in i can't say hey everyone come over let's have a party i wouldn't do that now anyways but you yeah, know, yeah it's like hey everyone let's hop into the company discord and hang out and play video games for an hour and just like everyone come and hang out we did it we had a good week let's hang out It, it it's not the same and uh you know celebrating those wins but learning from the failures is even more important, right? You know, yeah, and amen. If, if, if you don't learn from those failures, you're bound to repeat them. And if we end up dealing with, oh, my product is for everybody. It solves this problem. You have not done your market research. I Pricing your product is so important, but if you don't do the proper market research to begin with, it's it's metallica nothing else matters
1: because all the musical references yes
0: I, in my entire life
1: I, I, and if you're lucky it's not for whom the bell tolls yeah oh, that's, <laughs> that's the, true
0: <laughs> no I, I i love to make musical references because i'm a big motown fan and i can generally get them past my editor without him understanding that it was a musical reference it just makes me happy to be like so you missed this one and you missed that yeah. one you missed that one um, Stevie wonder is normally a good one. Cause I like to say, look, this is so clear. Stevie wonder can see it. Let's let, us l- let us move forward. All right.
1: No, I see what you did there. Yeah. I, for those I of who know Stevie wonder is
0: blind uh, <laughs> or was blind, but yeah, I, 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 I don't understand when people come to us and say, well, this product is for everybody. We, I, and we had a gentleman no, that came to not. us, that had a product for the fishing industry. And he said, well, everyone wants to buy this. It was a, it was a <laughs> telescopic camera. It was a camera on a telescopic pole patented. I'm super into fishing. Concept.
1: You're super into fishing. Of course. Everybody wants i wants. really yeah, want I love go.
0: fishing. Well, okay. I, I do live in a, in, in a port area. If someone wants to go take me out deep sea fishing on their boat with their gas, I'll go fishing. I love that, but not when it's my money. I love other people. Other, other,
1: uh, other people's boats, man. That's always the way.
0: Hey, other Go people's ahead. boats, other people's race cars, other people's private planes, other people's money, other people's everything, man. That's that's where no, I'm No, just at. just not other
1: people's code. I'm not down with OPC. I'm
0: <laughs> not down with other people's code. Oh yeah, that's uh. And
1: and I don't expect them to be down with mine either. So that's fair. It's it goes both ways. But your point your point is well taken. And uh, uh, you know when you're pricing it you know you got to be real you got to do the market research yeah there's all that and then some of it's just kind of gonna be a little bit of a shot you know some some of it's a little bit of a gut feel sometimes you know um mm-hmm. like yeah. i like i i just took a psychological barrier of a, a hundred bucks thinking like oh uh, you know 99.99 uh that's that's something that's just you know it uh, feels with one of my products too feels okay and then, you know what that's a fine place to start but um you know, we, we were able to evolve the product and get to a point and find the customer base that we wanted, like you said. Uh, And, and that's okay. So don't feel like you're, you're locked in. It is harder to um, set a price and then, you know, increase it rapidly. Um, But we, in this particular space have the advantage of something called continual improvement. And so you can very much make the comment, uh, make the commentary that people will say that that rep box two is nothing like rep box one was and so this is a this is a different right and so you yep. want to increase the price release a new revision and and, and highlight why it's worth that and mm-hmm. and 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 that's fine
0: i i remember when you put out the b stock <laughs> rep boxes and i saw it a little bit too late and i missed it i'm like damn it
1: because
0: like <laughs> oh people love that b stock man oh yeah you still an a
1: customer you're still a customer but it's a B stock product. look,
0: man, I'm, I'm, I'm a beast. I got two herniated discs. I am B stock. All right. I got, I have a mirror image, identical twin. He's the A stock. I'm the B stock. Okay. I I got the messed up back, but like literally (laughs) this is, I'm, I'm giving away. He's the
1: Schwarzenegger to your DeVito. Is that what you're saying? I guess so. Old, Um, old twins. uh, You never saw that movie. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Uh, that's all right that's I, all
0: right I, I i have consistently lived under a media rock most of my life i just i don't go to the movies it's like, a
1: terrible movie don't worry about amber it. <laughs> and i have dated
0: for probably five-ish years at this point we, we, we never actually counted and i think we've been to the movies like twice <laughs> we don't we don't go to movies um but this is a future video for, for those that are actually watching that do love the channel. And if you're new to the channel, subscribe because I'm going to throw a CTA in there. We're Smash going... it. Smash that subscribe. Come on. Well, it, you Go. know, hit it like it owes you money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're going <laughs> hit to it enclose it you. this entire shelf. Oh, okay. Good. So once my back is fixed, this is going I'm to here. be the, the I'm the here for thing. it. So I this, want to see what you do. This, These are Ikea Veskins. There, there's a video coming out for best... Filament storage under ten bucks, and that's what these are. Um, totally ninety six spools right here, by yeah. the way. Ninety six mm-hmm. spools. Uh, definitely didn't count enough. I had way more than ninety six spools, but that I left out of the video. Uh, but we're going to enclose the entire shelf here and dehydrate the entire thing.
1: Do it. Just suck that moisture out of there, man. Get I, rid of it.
0: I can. I've proven that we can do it. I did it on a small scale, and I used a window. A a window from a house, but on its side. So it was a sliding glass door basically to grab spools and uh, hooked it up to a home based film, uh, a dehydrator system, uh, a dehumidifier. We were getting sub 10% ambient humidity. That's great. That's great. My office did get well above 100 degrees. In an air building in Florida.
1: Let me tell you, there is no, uh, yeah, there's no better way to dehydrate room than run a ton of 3d printers in there. Honestly, like we don't have to do anything. Yeah. Oh, Oh, we don't pay. Yeah. We, that room heats itself. Not well. Our print room is really well insulated. Mm. And so like in the winter, like we have to open the doors to like let exit depends on what we're printing. Sometimes we want to retain that heat, but, um, but we don't have to do really any active uh, dehumidification because it gets so dry from all that heat that's being cranked off. And that's only when the Prusa farms run and Never mind like my literal wall of, uh, of CR 30s on the opposing wall, like that thing really cranks heat. Uh, so we're actually adding more ventilation now uh, so we can better, you know, kind of control everything.
0: And that belt printing is, is I'm going to be getting into it soon. I want to get a CR 30 that that's kind of on my, my, my shopping list, if you will, for the channel. Uh, cause I, I, I want to do a fully 3d printed RC airplane, but in two pieces.
1: Ooh, that sounds cool. Well, yeah. I know a guy when you're ready. So, you yeah, know, let me know. I'll, I'll let um, you know.
0: but you know, I, I, I have, we had a whole list of questions. Of course we're, we're ignoring it because we were on, we were on a, a move, but I think this is a good question to ask. What do you think it. is the number one mistake that someone could make when they're starting their own business?
1: Number one mistake that somebody can make when they're starting their own business, um, maker
0: or otherwise. Hmm. I feel like the answer is going to be pretty much the same for any business.
1: Yeah. Um. I'm gonna go with uh, and and I, I like I said, I'm a I'm a huge fan. I think it's because it's a, such a personal initiative for me right now. But it's it goes back to what I was talking about earlier. It's it's maintaining the focus and looking at where you're trying to be you might you might not end up there you might go a different route yeah but but finding uh finding a way to um really hone in on what it is that you're trying to do and not try to do everything it's especially important for a maker i'll say it again you know fight that urge as your maker instinct to want to like make all the cool things and do all the cool things like this is not your hobby okay this is like how you're if you if you're really serious about it being a business like this is how you're going to be putting money in your bank account food on your table okay yep. and you 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 have to you have to put the the ego aside and the and and the desire to just like i want it to be fun all the time like it is work you know so head down focus and and appreciate the fact that you're going to have to do a bunch of stuff that isn't fun <laughs> if you yeah, want the business accounting. to grow Taxes. I hate doing the books, but I do it cause I have to. I and, and, someone. No. and success. Well, I was going to say, and, and success for me is that metric of like, when I can finally afford to hand it off to somebody else. But you're, when you're getting started, like I said, I'm a maker. So I'm a hack. I'm lucky. Like I'm lucky. I can do my own construction work, my own electrical work, my own vendor, like all this stuff. I've saved t- so much money like building a lot of things myself, like in in our shop and getting it going. But now that my time becomes more valuable and that I need to maintain focus on keeping that money coming in, I'm not stepping over that dollar to grab a penny. I am identifying, you know, that which is worth it. And you have to be, be able to figure out for yourself, like what that value is. Like, But value yourself. Like do not make the mistake of not, Taking your time and energy into account. Like you say, operate that the yet, way that you want to be, we, not the way you are.
0: We say that we could sit here and say that, but we both know we did it when we started.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. You're going but, but,
0: to like you're going to devalue
1: yourself because you yeah. need the work. But when, when but rain it, ba- rain it back in, rain it back in. And, yeah. And value yourself appropriately and yep. be the business. Like think about operating as the business you want to be, not what you have to be right now. And that is really hard. Sometimes that takes writing down some notes and doing all these things that feel boring and you don't want to do. But like that is what you need to do.
0: Yep. Yeah, I I knew from day one that I had to have an accountant, so I've been paying for that since day one. I barely slid through accounting in college. It was rough. And I said, you know what? If there's one thing I know not to mess with in the United States, it is three letter organizations, and the IRS is the worst one to mess with. <laughs> don't mess with them. Pay someone to do your accounting. It's worth it. And I have never looked back. It is the ease. I don't worry about the books. Somebody else handles it. They do bookkeeping. They do taxes, all of that. If you are not confident in your books, try out QuickBooks, try out Mint. There are some other ones out there. Not affiliated with any of them, although if they'd like to sponsor us, hit (laughs) me up. Um, Not sponsored.
1: yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Not sponsored, but we should be. Uh, I took
1: a slightly different approach on that, but I think that's partly in my mentality of like, I like to know enough about everything to be dangerous and to understand the mechanics of it. I feel like that makes me a better leader and a founder in that, um, I know I, I don't want to ever put the entire, um, Uh, some aspect of my business on somebody else's shoulders where I become dependent on them. Like everyone has to be expendable, including myself. Okay. And that is a a really, that's a really, that's a really, and that's a little bit more of an advanced problem. Like you, you, you need to get yourself there before you should really worry about that. But the truth is like, You know, I don't want to give somebody the opportunity to make themselves indispensable. I don't want to become so reliant on my bookkeeper or whatever. Like I need to know what the state of the business is. And that's not to say that you can't have a bookkeeper and still have a monthly, you know, check-in and like, okay, here's what the PL looks like. Here's what, sorry, that's a profit and loss sheet for people that aren't familiar, balance sheet, you know, all that stuff. Like I want to know that stuff, but ultimately I know I don't want to do it. And it's the same with a lot of these things. Like as I mature in the business, I need to move. And one of the best things I've read was uh, you need to think about running. If you're going to be a CEO, I know we throw that term around lightly, but your, your job is not to put out fires. It's to build fire stations. Like, and there's so much truth to that. It's such a great metaphor because, uh, and, and it's, but it's a luxury you don't get to. And I, and I'm still not you know fully there. I still way too in the business, but you need to, Take your mind away from being that operator to more that owner mentality so that you can can grow the way you need to. You can pay the people the way that you need to so you can get to a point where you can start paying your employees like healthcare, making it more appealing coming to work for you and then having them compete with Chick-fil-A down the street. Like, I hate that. I oh, hate yeah, that. When they're like, just... I can make
0: more money working at Chick-fil-A. All right, go do it. Yeah,
1: that's when, not going to look get, nearly as good on your resume, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. When, when, yeah. when
0: you get tired of it and realize that everybody in the world kind of sucks, hit me up. I know. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, uh, for me, the number one mistake is getting into business with the wrong people. Your friends are probably really shitty business partners. Oh, that's
1: a really good one, man. <laughs> Cause that's like, you could do a whole team. segment. Segment on partnerships. We I pin that because there's, there's a lot, I got a lot of stuff there too, but, but uh, you're, you're hundred percent right on that. Like finding the right people. Um, and the temptation, when you have nothing, when you have no money and you're getting started, you're like, well, I need a partner. I need, I need more people. And that just makes it so much harder when you're trying to deal with different people's opinions and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm kind of an advocate for being a lone wolf uh, operator Um, these days, but it's not a luxury that a lot of people can afford either. So I, I understand. And there is a lot of advantages. There's a lot of advantages. If you can find somebody that's truly simpatico with you, that's truly in, you know, you can work with, that's good. But I mean, that's a, that's a tough, tough thing. And you're, you're absolutely right that your friends are probably crummy bu- I mean most people are probably crum- crummy business owners that's why a lot of people aren't small business owners I mean, and I'm that's probably okay I'm a
0: crummy business owner but I'm freaking trying damn it
1: you're you're still here
0: yeah I, you know how they say that 80% of small businesses fail in in their first 5 years
1: <laughs> they, do say that. they do say that they do
0: say that and year 4 <laughs> and year 5 was not just hard mode that's legendary right that that was literally legendary mode where any little thing that went wrong you were bleeding, and you were bleeding out. Um, you know, I, I, business is completely different from friendship, and I started a business, and at least in Florida, with an LLC. If you have a single member LLC, you do not have the protection of the corporate Same. veil. Same okay, here. It, it, Okay. maybe maybe it's a, a national thing. I don't know. But I know at least here in Florida and I guess in California, single member LLCs do not have the protection that you think. So even if you bring on someone as a 5% silent partner, maybe they do tech. Maybe they're setting up your internet or something or they help you build computers, something very, very minor. They have no voting rights. That maintains the corporate veil and that is incredibly important because if for some reason you screw up and you get sued you can bankrupt the company and walk away if it's an llc yeah if it is as a sole proprietorship they properly run asset, llc yes <laughs> yeah properly <laughs> yeah. run llc you must maintain yep. all the things which we do so you know go to hell, but you know, um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm an LLC too. And,
1: and uh, we, uh, so I, I, I don't generally advertise this, but like, I am a partnership. I, and for the same reasons you mentioned, so LLC is a limited liability corporation for anybody that doesn't know what that is. It's a business structure and you may get into this. If you ever get into business, like there are S corporations, there's C corporations, there's proprietors, there's sole, there's a lot of different structures with, with all, there's all, there's all kinds of different uh, reasons that one might be more advantageous over another and stuff like that. But an LLC is a very common structure for people getting started here because it affords you a little degree of insulation between your personal assets and your business assets. And so I have a silent partner uh, less than one percent, no voting rights, exactly like what you're talking about. Yep. Um, uh, and you know, we meet once a year and we talk about stuff, um, but. Uh just for that for that exact purpose. Yeah. Uh and it's somebody I trust and that's close to me and that just, you know, trusts me to do whatever I need to do. Um and it doesn't matter. They they actually have the benefit of like they take none of the loss and only the gain uh as the you know trade off for being that person. Isn't
0: that fun? Uh, Wouldn't you love
1: to be that person, right? My, yeah. See my But it's a partner, very small stake.
0: Yeah. My business partner loves when we have losses because he takes those too. He doesn't pay them back. He just takes the write off on his taxes. <laughs> yeah yeah they exactly. so they get,
1: you get a schedule k and you know they 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 yeah. have all that so it's like uh they're in and the tax component is like you talk about the three letter pay an you know accountant. entity oh my if, god if
0: any of this scares you pay an accountant don't try I, to do it yourself unless you are confident <laughs> you're going to get it right i've
1: you, done my own taxes for yeah. for for 30 years and i i, I kind of geek out on it because you, you realize really quick, like the, the advantages that you really have as a business in terms of like the things that you can actually like, write. We talk about writing off stuff and everybody's like, Oh, you get to write that off. You get to write that. It's not free money though. No, Like writing things off does not mean that the government is paying for all your things. Uh, It just, it just just means that it can lighten your tax burden. But if you're making money and stuff like that, you're still going to pay taxes. You're still going to deal that stuff but I like to know what's going on. Now that said, I finally gotten to a point where it's like, I have a bookkeeper and, and, and I I'm very excited about offloading that component on it. And a lot of, you know, professionals know more tips and tricks and stuff. And so as you're making more money, it becomes more important to like, understand how to hold on to more of it and, and how to make some moves and how to buy things and not spend cash and, you know, work on the float and all, all kinds of different uh, uh, things that, that will help you grow, you know, your business better, but yeah. that's, you know, that's a couple chapters in and of themselves.
0: <laughs> no, no frigging doubt there.
1: Books, novels. I, yeah.
0: I've I've always wanted to have an accountant come on and talk about it, but I guess there's a very thin <laughs> ethical line. Over. Well, no, it, it's it's not. I I bet we could actually get a fair bit of people to come out for a a talk with an accountant all about taxes and you know how to do it for business, but accountants can only it's like i for world mental health day i was really trying to get a psychologist come out and talk about what it is like to start your own business and if you've ever had to make that thought of eating a bullet is cheaper than than continuing this (laughs) a lot of small business owners go through this and oh man having i firmly believe you know they say that that what are the three things every business owner should have it's a uh an a an a attorney an accountant and there's something else or I, I say the third's the, the therapist I firmly and believe that every <laughs> needs a therapist I believe everyone yeah. should be talking to professional health that that's my I am pro mental health all day I can
1: see I can see that that's yeah that sounds right to me sure
0: I it, it is one of the most stressful things and if you think you're going to to walk in there you know big swinging schlong thinking you're you're gonna own the world uh it's um you're you're gonna have a bad time. Uh yeah. It, it, yeah. It is this will be one of the most stressful and potentially one of the most rewarding experiences of your entire life. And you're gonna look back at this and say, Well, we did it right, or boy, did we ever f that up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and who knows, like the direction you like it, just every year, every month, like just new opportunities come in that kind of steer things. And so it's like the idea of rep court is just like, it's kind of weird amalgam as it evolves and stuff over time, but I have a better vision now than I ever did before oh, yeah. of what's been working and what, what, you know, contacts I have and uh, to leverage and, and plays to make and things that are going to work well that, that we've done in the past. And so, you know, that, that's the benefit of kind of getting to this point, but uh, by no means, do I feel like I'm on easy, easy street and, you know, you talk about the lawyer, like it's like mm-hmm. you're, you're only like one major lawsuit away for the whole house of cards coming tumbling down. And so, especially in, you know, the world's most litigious environment that we live in. Um, and so a lot of my business decisions, you know, I get asked all the time, like, oh, when are you going to put an active heating system inside of the rep box and all this stuff? And like, don't think that I haven't tried every dang uh, thing to, you know, suck humidity straight out of there and stuff. But it's not- talk. it's it is not because i'm not aware or haven't tried uh it's it's do i want to take on that additional liability is it necessary i'm going through a fantastic staying
0: at a8 to your house
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and i hate that that i hate that that fear becomes part of the equation but i mean it is part of the sensibility around it like i'm going through a really great exploration and understanding of like actually what humidity is and how it affects filament and like i really kind of like geek out on this stuff and there are so many it's misperceptions not as, as, it as what everybody thinks like right yeah. like you first get into 3d printing and they're like oh the minute i open this up it's just uh, dry your filament
0: clock. oh it's shrinking draw your filament how about you work on your retraction settings first
1: <laughs> yeah there's a million different variables as you well know that go into 3d printing and we're very quick as noobs are very quick as they get into like to blame the filament, right? But it's not the fi- I always say it's not the filament, bro. You're like it's blame it's the like, shitty printer
0: settings it, you decided to change. It's
1: pe- it's PepCAC man. It's Pep yeah. uh, Um uh problem exists between keyboard and chair, right? Yeah. So uh
0: yeah. So, so I, I dude I i could not agree more. It's literally why we started print fail Friday. I'm actually looking to rebrand it because what we're finding is that people are going to it for failures. They're not going to it for help. And so they say they see Print Fail Friday as the name, and they look at it and they're like, "Oh, okay, I just want to see other people's failures." But the people that are going and looking for the help aren't finding it. But Print Fail Friday just really rolls off the tongue. Um, what does that
1: say about human nature? It's just like to want to watch a train wreck. You're like I just want to see the failure. I, I want to mean, see the destruction.
0: It, it, it doesn't uh, what is it? World Star exists for a reason. I mean, it's isn't that what MTV is basically that entire thing? Jersey Shore was that entire thing. Now they're getting another season. They're making money for for train wrecks of lives. Pooch, what are we doing? Why
1: don't we just start? <laughs> you like, know, I'm happy. I don't want to be a reality. Screw <laughs> that, man. I've been You're on like, enough that's...
0: reality television. It is a ton of fun, but there's a lot of work in it too. That's oh, that's a for talk sure. for another day. But, um, you know it what motivates you? Right. I I think that's the big thing. And it's not, yes. Okay. We all want the billionaire doors on the car. Right. And maybe I'll just 3d print them for my 20 year old Honda, is.
1: but what motivates you to keep growing your business? You know, um, it, it really depends on the day how I would answer that. It feels like I'm like, yes, certainly. Like, I don't think I, 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 I I don't know. I mean, like, sure. Everybody talks about like, I'd, I'd like to have the money. It's like, I, no, I don't want the money um, as much as I just want the the stability, you know, like yeah. chasing, and which is funny because it's like, I had plenty of stability. Um, and I kind of threw myself back into the fire for, for a period of time because I wanted that new challenge and stuff. But to me, like, I'm kind of work backwards from like the question of like, well, what does retirement look like? Well, retirement is just getting to do what I want when I want to do it um, more. Right. Yeah. And so- so you know, certainly getting to that point, um, to me, you know, I look at the business as my my greatest make uh, to date in it's the sense legacy. that, well, it, it, yeah, some of that's ego, um, but but it, it's legacy, but it's also tangible in the sense that I was in the service based company for 20 years and that made great money and stuff but i had this realization that if i want to make more money at it i have to increase my rates i have to start subcontracting out all that stuff and then at the end of the day like that business was 100% me like you want to talk mm-hmm. about hit by a bus problem it, like 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 if i'm if i'm gone like the the company does did not continue at the, at least at the the state it was like, maybe I could have become an agency and had other people and other ownership and stuff like that. But that stuff didn't really interest me because you learn really quick that like working with other coders and people that really get it in that space, like those are even fewer and far between. Yeah. And don't so, me, so having
0: engineers are hard to find.
1: <laughs> so having something tangible uh, uh, that, that was like the business itself becomes an asset that like, when I get tired of this, like hopefully it gets to a point where I can sell it to somebody else or it gets absorbed, you know, and like, and that's that, like, I'm, I feel like I'm building my nest egg more with this. Like there's something more tangible. I have assets under manage. I have things that, that are, are significant values to the business that didn't exist in that other thing, but it is a whole nother ball of wax. Like when you're taking inventory and a product based thing like, and it's more capital intensive and, uh, you know, all kinds of other challenges that, that go along, uh, with that. So it's true, you know, um, but, but yeah, it's, I don't know if it's legacy is it's, you know, it's a little bit of everything. It's, it's, it's pride of saying I built this. It's being able to have something that maybe, you know, um, my kids could take over someday if they wanted to, um, that's part to- of that business
0: thing. When you start is,
1: Do you want
0: your, is this like a business that you're intending to sell? Do you want to just do this for the rest of your life? Like that's an important thing to think about too. Something that we didn't cover. That's another talk for another day too.
1: I look, I could never like, to me, it's not, not being a failure is the, I guess the first thing that means not having to go back to work for somebody else. So independence is, is such a motivator motivator for me like to be able to make my own schedule to not have to ask permission to go to the dentist or whatever you know comes with like you know i i i am my bo- i don't have a boss over but it's it's also buck stops here you know so the, it's a two way street yep um but i value my independence and my ability to control my destiny just like most op- most entrepreneurs probably do more than paycheck and i'm willing to eat ramen and you know pay my dues uh so that i can continue to do that and hopefully i can get to a place where that gets just better and better and honestly there's an altruistic approach too like i really love um working with other people in the community i want people to be successful like i love having these conversations uh, because there are so many other people with great ideas out there that I would love to, to help motivate yep. in some way and maybe work with at some point. And, um, there's nothing more fun than employ- making cool shit.
0: There's nothing more fun. And then like seeing the look on their faces when they get the parts that they've been working, you know, that we've been working back and forth for months. Oh my God. It makes yeah. all the late nights, early mornings, the pain, the blood, sweat, tears, Whatever, you know, ratio that's all in is debatable, but makes it all well, work. Well, turn it. it back
1: on you. So is that, I mean, is that what motivates you? What's your, what's your, I mean. your I, major I, I, malfunction?
0: Yeah. I guess it's a little bit different for me. I have an identical twin. So I have a genetic identical. He's not here. Although whenever he is here and we, and we talk, I talk to about be him, better he's, than he's, him. He'll, <laughs> he'll just come in. Well, no, it's not to be it's better than him, but it is to, you know, try to say, all right, if I had gone the route of a traditional job, this is where I would be. So how do I get there? How do I get to the that point where I'm making this kind of money? Now, I had a day job for a little bit. That's actually how I got my injury. We are not getting into that, but so I know that according to 2019-2020, I am worth roughly eighty thousand dollars a year. That is the that is what I made at my at my previous job. Okay. And so how do I get to a point where I can where I can do that? Um, I am absolutely motivated by making really cool stuff. I got a phone call from a client yesterday that I had not talked to in two years and to say their project went to utter shit is putting it very lightly. It was not my fault. There was a third party involved. They torpedoed the whole thing and this person knew, right? Wow. Okay. They're, they're on a war path to try to discredit this. There's a whole story involved in that. They're going to be on the podcast They agreed to come on and talk about their experience with 3DM. I'm like, yes, recorded testimonials. And she's like a crazy, crazy award-winning inventor, has been on HSN multiple times, crazy. And she's such a sweetheart, love working with her. And uh, like, it's that relationship where she calls me and says, hey, I know this didn't go well and I know it wasn't your fault. I'm calling to see how you're doing. I want to pick this thing back up and I want to do it with you directly because your team gave a shit. And that is the one thing that I can never, I've never found anywhere else. That's Uh, fantastic. You know, and for me, it's those, right? It was the biochem major at the University of South Florida that needed to make an autonomous robot for one of their classes. Why is biochem needing to program Arduino? I don't know. But her entire team gave her the middle finger and she was left to do it all on her own. And her mom and her are just talking to me like, this is this kid's future. If she fails this class, they've got a problem. And you know, I spent well over nine hours on that project and I build them a grand total of $500 because it's not fair. It wasn't fair to build them what that time was worth. Hmm. And I I really want to build them for the 3d printing and the materials they used when they were here, but they came to the house. We worked on my set for YouTube because it happens to be a great work table too. We built the whole thing. And the phone call from the mom thanking yeah. me saying that she got an A and it is because of the work that we did made all the bullshit worth it. It is it is finding the way to solve the problem. That is that's what keeps me going for YouTube. Yes, yeah. I look at like three musketeers as a business and then the YouTube channel are completely separate businesses there. Because <laughs> their target <laughs> markets are vastly different. Um, sure. I thought that wasn't going to be the case, but
1: here we are and like we were saying before the show like a lot of what you can talk about on the youtube like you can't talk about a lot of stuff that you end up doing god i wish i know it's so frustrating some of the coolest stuff i do i'm not even allowed to talk about
0: and like i have to be careful when i film video there might be times where my background is fake and you don't know it um because there are things going on behind me that i can't show and so either we'll blur a printer out um, or you know, we'll do something so that you can't tell. And yep. uh, for YouTube, it's the education side of it. I firmly believe that in another, in another life I was a teacher um, and mm. I love educating. So when people say, you know, I randomly found your channel, this video helped me with this. Dude, that amps me up. Now, you know, spending for those that don't know, YouTube does not pay worth a shit. Like what? Yeah.
1: You're not. Uh, yeah, I know you're si- you're sitting on a pile of money right no, now. You liar. I know I'm, that. Well, yeah, I'm on that's... a pile of
0: money. It's negative money. Um, <laughs> the what? channel has never made more than one hundred and seventy dollars in ad revenue to this date. And it costs me on average about a thousand dollars a month to run it. Um, because we have editors, we have people that assist we, in all. We of call this.
1: that in the in the in the business a lost leader. Yes, or that at least that the is the what moment, we call right? a lost leader. But there
0: are benefits yeah. to it that make it worth sure. it for me. And a lot of it is that intrinsic value of being able to help others. Um, but you know, there's a personal reason too. I am named after the the firstborn male in my family has traditionally had the initials GJP. My middle name is Joseph. There you go. So my initials are GJP, and. The only other GJP that I ever knew was a phenomenally successful entrepreneur, retired in his early 40s and became a ridiculous philanthropist and was a mentor that I probably should have called moron because oh, moron well uh, yeah i like, should have reverted that one asshole well, I, I probably should have called him more and asked him more questions i got he's, I was he's no longer with us and uh you know I, I i when when i make these decisions like when i when i spent the money on those scanners money that we did not have i have yeah. a, I, I took out another credit card that had zero percent apr for one year Somebody else's money. That's right uh, to pay for did. these to pay for these scanners. And I said, "Would GJ do this?" And I'm saying, "I can sell them for more than I paid if I really needed to. The market is there. I just have to educate them." Yes, he would do this. I said, "All right, I'm gonna make the jump. I'm gonna do it." I, what would GJ do? Okay, yeah, good. D- W W G J. Sure, G- yeah, yeah. Um, it that. It, that is you know i want to follow in those footsteps and be another successful entrepreneur of the gjp in the family right i want to be the very best like no one ever was cuz that's what my head is telling me to say um no i i i i want to be the the boyfriend fiance and future husband to amber that i really should be and not the person that's working 18 to 20 hours a day seven days a week and i want to build the business to a point where i can do that that's what motivates me to keep growing the business and if you're sitting there saying oh he's full of shit go to hell unsubscribe i don't care um you know the the motivation is so specific for every person and for me it is to be a better me and some people it's to get a bunch of money yeah sure i'd love to be driving a lambo or something like that early retirement would you get someone said did i hear early retirement here's yeah, loyal Lowell, what's in the up? chat how you doing loyal um or early retirement would be awesome i would love to retire early but you know what i don't think i'd ever stop making cool stuff for people sure i might take a bit of a backseat. and i feel like you might do the same but would we ever stop making cool stuff for others i don't no. know man
1: no, I don't want doing. to. And in fact, I, I want to like what I what I talk about early retirement. It's like I want to go back to actually doing the making and stuff and doing like those fight because like, man, it's so tempting every time you know other companies are like releasing stuff. I want to put this kit on, I want to install this. I want to do this Arduino project or whatever. But uh yeah, uh it's it's retirement's about being able to do what you want when you want more not necessarily doing nothing. Like I I will never be a go lay on a beach and just read or veg out or yeah. whatever. Like I, I live have in to be Florida. Do you making, see how pale I am? I have am? to make something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't go to the beach. Yeah. That's for the tourists I have to be. Go. I have to be making something. I have to be making something. So, you know. Um, Sorry, I got very soapboxy and
0: ranty there, but like I am no, so, th- there's a passion here that drives everything that we do. And some people aren't aware of it. I am hyper aware of what drives me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I uh, I remember vividly multiple times saying like I want to be retired by the time I'm 50. I want to be retired by, and I don't know why I picked 50, uh, but I'm like, well, it seems like it could be reasonable and achievable. I've only got six years. Do I think I'll get there? Yeah, Probably not. I mean, I think I think that um, pending some major you know, disaster of some kind, like, I think that I'll be in a much better place, uh, you know, and, and have hopefully more resources available to, to get there and stuff like that. But it's, you know, a, a lot of the business owners that I know um, even in retirement are still like on their board or their, their advisors. Yeah, they're back um, even some extent and they, more. yeah, they're yeah. But, you know, fi- feeling comfortable with like letting go and trusting it to somebody else. Like I, I don't, I, I I don't feel like it's a big ego thing. Like, I I don't know that I'll, you know, feel like, oh, if they're not doing it the way that I would do it, like, I don't want to, you know, but who knows? You know, who knows? Six years is a long time. A lot can change. A lot of opportunity can present it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my thing is, you keep putting one foot in front of the other. Uh, You keep, um, you know, trying to be a good human, be kind to other people. Good things will happen. Like, I'm a big believer in the secret. Like, the energy that you put out into the world is the energy that you will get back. And so you want to talk about why stress is such a killer. Like, I really believe like that, that negativity side works the other way when you allow that weight on you. Um, like the fact that it will physically start to manifest in your body is, is it's verifiable. It's, it's absolutely a true thing. Um, and so, you know, you just really, really have to, um, you know, fight, fight for stand positive, being a good person, like dealing with it, you know, and, and you're going to take your licks and bad oh, things yeah. are going to happen too, but you got, you know, it's, it's such a cliche. Everybody said it before. You just got to get back up again. You got to be able to pivot. That's, that's the best part about this industry grant, man. Like we can pivot better than On anybody dive. in history, On anybody dive. in history. Oh. And if you're, if you're cool with pivoting, you got to be cool with pivoting because I met just, Amber and
0: I am cool with pivoting. Although I was much Good. cool. I was much cooler Evart, with it, you know,
1: Evart. yeah, yeah.
0: I, I was much better at it, you know, before the cane. See, we used to use canes as accessories. Now it's a, now it's a necessity. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but yes, cool. but it, it, that is, that is one of the things about these businesses, about maker businesses that are both amazing and terrible is that we can pivot on a dime. The people mm-hmm. don't change. The processes don't change. The staff doesn't change. All it changes is whos is who we're talking to.
1: Well, and that's a big part of my kind of future vision and and something I'm really passionate about. Yeah. Um. I, sorry, I didn't mean to steer away for, no. from other conversations and stuff, but like a big part of what got me to where I was was um, – my experience that, you know, when we, and you were part of it as well, you know, when the, when COVID first hit and we were doing PPE production and, 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 uh, the, you know, that kind of thing, like yep. the lessons learned from that, were a lot of what gave me the inspiration, uh, and, and the, a big light bulb moment for me too, that I've been kind of chasing after ever since is the distributed, the potential of distributed manufacturing. Um, we a- don't and affect the deal fact with that, supply chains here. We yeah, are oh, the supply chain. Well, and that's that, that's the thing. Like that's what a lot of people like miss from this. That like, if you have the ability to make and and create product, like you are already like you're not dependent. Like I would, I'm not interested in being a reseller. I get approached all the time for stuff, and I do resell some things, especially if they they mold well into my vision. But but. I don't, I don't want to be the next matter hackers printed solid. God, God bless them. Like, I think that it's fantastic. I love Dave. I love um, everything that they're doing. Yep. Um. But, but that's Dang. not my, that's not where my passion is. And I, I like the um one, the ability to make and create and, and to put something that's my own out into the world. And, and two, that I know that if I have that tool set at my disposal, if I have that machinery at my disposal, like I can, um, I can, I can do whatever I want, you know, like I'm, I'm going to be okay. Right. And so when I, when I think back to the the facial time and stuff like that, and I saw the magnitude of capacity and that a completely different way, a non-traditional way of growing a business, you know, to you, you typically you start in a small, you start in your garage, you get into a bigger place, you get bigger, 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 but you're geographically confined I into my garage. <laughs> There's nothing wrong
0: with I've the garage, been, dude. i to expanded things the into the garage. Also, I want to give Loyal a, a shout out. Thank you for for the $19.99 super chat. Yeah, streaming is streaming does get expensive when you when you want Loyal to pay knows. Yourself. Yeah, am
1: surprised we're seeing him, man, he's got so many hours in streaming right now, and right? then he still got to manage the ranch on top of that. But
0: I saw the pictures anyway. of the snow, buddy. I you might take that money back if I tell you how warm it is here in Florida right now. I'm sorry <laughs> that you're going through that you should come down and do a vacation down on the beach you know once or twice
1: oh we got so many awesome people in the chat the poor photos is cold because i made him shave his beard for, <laughs> yeah. i bought i bought his i bought his beard for for the uh fundraiser for sanjay um, are you aware
0: that we're going to be doing something similar eventually
1: no no i didn't know you were doing that but let me know because i'd love to be a so part of it. A uh, my hair's supporter. quite long oh yeah you're gonna you're gonna cut you're gonna sell your hair so, I said
0: this offhanded on like the first ever video we put on YouTube that I was going to shave my head for charity when my back was taken care of. Well, you know, that was in 2020 when I'm like, oh, it'll be a couple of months. We're almost two years deep into the back injury. And I got curls, man. And they're multiplying and they are
1: losing all control okay what's the secret man you got a nice looking head of hair you got that like kind oh, of oh my sheen. father's
0: very jealous well you the, got that the, sheen i love it there's a light right above me i have a hair light but you know there are studio lights in here like I'm not I, greasing I... up
1: anyway you got a good hair so you're gonna you're gonna but do you have the head for it grant do you have the head for it i don't know like, i've never i've you'd... never
0: done it but brad you know brad right mm, yeah so brad's local he's one of our staff members brad put together some of the, the more funny questions we've asked today brad's gonna be shaving my head and initially we were going to do it all for make a wish because of course that's how i met brad although that's how i got to really know brad i met brad prior to that but it's how i got to know brad was make a wish um but i think now it'll be up to brad but i'm figuring like a 50 50 split between make a wish and the sanjay foundation would be amazing and then you know people get to buy their logo in my head or something i don't know we're gonna shave.
1: Oh, it. I like gonna... that. Oh, I like that. You're gonna do. Remember, like the old. I don't you know, film videos with pixel... it, right? Yeah, the, the... rep cord R in this. That's what I was trying to get photos to do. I want the little rep cord R on oh, the side want... of his beard before before he shaved it off. But anyway, you but know, the right amount of money the
0: beard the beard is out there too, <laughs> or whatever crappiness we call this. But I love it. You know, I I I want it. I've I have philanthropy in my blood. I used to I used to be. Hello, my name is Grant, and I use and I do grant writing. That used to be me. <laughs> um and it, my entire life is a meme okay i own a 3d printing business that started by making copies of oh. people and i'm an identical twin all right my entire life is a meme pooch you're a walking really meme is.
1: You're a walking um, meme.
0: You know, and, and my dad always laughed, you know, made the dad jokes. of Well, you got a face for radio. <laughs> I have a YouTube channel now. And he's been on it. He came on for the Father's Day episode.
1: Oh, hey, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. We're We're gonna... Family family affair. I love it. Now, if I can
0: convince my mom uh, for Mother's Day, she'll be on for Mother's Day and talk about it. That one's actually the Father's Day episode. It's great. It's, it's a two hour roast fest back and forth of my dad and myself and my How brother roasting fun. each other. It's great. Uh, It it shows my personality pretty heavily that I am not fake on YouTube. If anything, I dial it back. But, you know, business business is harder than most people give it. And every now and then someone gets very, very lucky. Very lucky. And, you know, you hit it big and, you know, you go out and what do you do? Like every other big business person, you sell books. You sell the motivational (laughs) books, become the Grant Cardone's. (laughs) The, the and, Gary and Vaynerchuk,
1: the, yeah, 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 sure, right,
0: and I can't blame them because it's friggin' brilliant, right? But they're not in the business of motivating; they're in the business of selling books, right? And if that book happens to motivate you, I'm a so, motivational
1: yeah. speaker,
0: yeah, um, yeah. So I'm not Grant Cardone; I'm Grant Posner. So I'm like, you know, Grant Cardone lesser or something. I don't know. I I didn't Amen. buy a fifty million dollar jet for tax purposes. All right, I definitely didn't do that. Uh, but you know what? What do and I guess we can probably end it on this. One. I think this is a good one to end it on. Um, sure. What do you say to new business
1: owners who feel like giving up? Oof. Uh, and you're gonna have that. I mean, I still have days. <laughs> one. So the first thing is that that is okay. That is a completely normal thing. That you're gonna have your bad days, and. It's, it's always about getting to tomorrow. Like when you, when you have those, when you have those days, like one, don't beat yourself up about it because I still feel that you still feel that I'm sure there's like people that are incredibly successful that you're like, what are you even talking about? You know, like are going to have these days. You're like, is this even worth it, man? I'm so sick of it. So one, it's okay. And two, just get to tomorrow, man. Just keep putting that foot in front of you're going to take your licks. It's going to feel like the world is falling down on you, bad stuff. Happens. I mean, lo- loyal can. T- I'm sure tell tons of stories oh, around shit, this man. Yeah. You just, you just feel like, and especially when it comes to like, Fotist- <clears throat> half the guys in this chat can talk growing, about this. Right? Oh yeah, when you talk, when you're talking about the people that you're dealing with, the the, the friendships that you thought you had, or mm-hmm. or whatever, come crumbling down, or the like. You just lose a ton of money on something, and something didn't work, or what. But, but the end of the day, like you're still the same person that started this business that had that fire to begin with. And just because it didn't take off or it, it might've fallen down in the way that you want, doesn't mean that that, that part of what made you passionate about it was like went away and you're just going to do it again. Yeah. Like, just let's be honest. Like, I know what you're going to be like, you can talk about folding up shop and all this stuff, but like very few people that actually like take the plunge and go for it and fail ever just, like, don't try again. Like, like all the all the books on entrepreneur, all the podcasts you listen to, like they are rife with people talking about their fit hey, you know, like this is actually my fourth business, my fifth business, my whatever. Like Repcord is actually my my second, well, third. It's my third business.
0: Hey, it's my um, third
1: too. <laughs> yeah, so third time's a charm. Hopefully, I don't know. Let's bring it. Hope I don't want to do
0: this shit again.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, and you take, you take those teachings and those things that you've learned and like and none of those bad, I don't regret any of the other stuff. Like that's who got me to, that's what got me to where I was. And, you know, certainly I look back and go like, Oh man, if I knew what I know now then, and what I would have done. And I could have gotten here so much faster. I played faster a lottery
0: more. Next question.
1: But, but not, that's not even true. Like we don't, we tease ourselves yeah. with those types of things because like, you no, know, you're here because of a very different set of, like you wouldn't have met the people necessarily God, if you no. weren't there at the right time. And so I am a believer. We make our own luck. Um, and it's don't, don't try to do it all yourself. Like it is bigger than you. Like don't diminish the importance for networking. Um, you know, Dude, the whole networking. thing that everybody says, uh, it's not what you know, it's who, you know, it's very true right there, it, right there. It's, it's, it's so true. Like, don't, like books, like you can go get the MBA, you know, you can set a good background and stuff, but none of that stuff is going to set you up to get as far as fast as, uh, interacting with other people, being a part of your community, being humble, learning, never stop learning,
0: yeah, Reed, it, it's not about stuff. you. No one, gi- spoiler alert, young business owners, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> unless you are not special. You are not you are, special. Yeah. And chances are, are? Yeah. you're going to fail. Just like Pooch and I can need, fail tomorrow. You, and you need to. You need to. It, feeling is good. Fotus has a, a great quote. I got to put it in here. You can't appreciate success without failure that it, that should have been the title of this podcast honestly yeah, because yeah. That, that is really what it's that's, about it's very it, true
1: photos F- 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 is wise yeah he, that's true he is
0: he, he is he is wise um you know i i say to to the people that feel like giving up brother i have been friggin there take my hand how can i help how can we make this happen because if there's one thing that maker businesses have Pooch, how big is, how big and how wide is your black book? How many people <laughs> could you make a phone call and say, I got someone who needs this. Can we make this
1: happen? It's, um, like, I, I, I have a lot. I am blessed to have a lot of, of, of friends and business acquaintances in this. And it, and it gets bigger every day. And there is more than enough room for more people. Um, and I, uh, I think I've learned enough about like, you know, um, when to ask for help, when to yeah. offer help, um, you know, that just because that they, I have help. being accepting of help, just because I have that number in the book, like I'm very, you know, like you hold your asks, you know, mm-hmm. you, 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 you make sure that it's a, it's a, a worthy one because like, it's a give a little, get a little, like you don't want to be the one that's just constantly like you, what, what I never want, you know, you want to talk about networking and stuff really quick. This is a bit of a digression, but what I never want is for somebody uh, to feel like i called them because i need something
0: that's uh, fair and that is yeah. a
1: that is a really really hard thing to get to because i think we're we're programmed to just like Uh, Oh, I I want to talk to Grant because like, you know, he knows this and that and the other thing. So like you have to invest in, in friendships and networks and business contacts in the same way that you would anything else where it's like, sometimes you're just calling to check in and say, Hey, and I'm like, and genuinely care. And I want to hear about what's going on with you and all that stuff, because you don't know when, you know, you, you, there may be a good opportunity to work for for them or they may call you and you want to talk about stuff, but like, there has to be some more depth than I just need something from you. Like you don't want people to be looking at like you as like a taker. You need to give a little bit too. And, and that's a hard thing to, to learn. Like we're, we're lucky that we're in a place now where we have this great community where we can, we can be out there, we can help others. We can encourage others. I really, that really, I am very passionate about that. I want to see other people succeed. I don't claim to have it all figured out. But I am more than happy to try to help anybody that wants the help. You yeah, know?
0: and legitimately willing. Like the, the the inventors that come to us, because inventors are they're are trying to start a small business. And when I say, hey, why don't we take a look at your brand positioning? You're trying to come out as the product for everybody, but clearly this product is supposed to be targeted at this market. Why don't we look at either revisiting how you brand your company or we look at redoing your product. I am not a brand agency. This is not what we do, but we deal with it so often. We have somebody on staff that does this it is literally their only job is to help with branding of companies that come through because we realize it's important that we can make whatever you want. The only two limitations in our business are your budget and your imagination. That's it. I can make <laughs> anything else. Those are the only two limitations. <laughs>
1: Well, it, well, I, I would add maybe one more. And that, that goes back to what you said, like uh, lessons for people getting started off. You have to sell like yeah. it is especially for makers. But that that doesn't necessarily mean you're dialing for dollars. You're you're doesn't mean you're out on the corner, no, you know, don't hawking stuff. No one likes cold um, <laughs> but but um uh the, i'd say a big failure I'd point value. for people is is the whole um what do i call it? the kevin costner syndrome that if i build it people will come like oh i've got this great thing out there and i put it out on social media and it's just crickets yeah right
0: and don't go like, to friends and family as product <laughs> validation don't trust them go to go to your no. local walmart go to your local shopping mall and be the person that gets someone's holes. attention and ask them to fill out a questionnaire
1: the, the best polling you can do as a business is success success with sales. People vote with dollars. Like polling doesn't mean jack. Like and it's that's that's very rough. That's very rough. That's a very broad strokes thing to say. But it is like we'll put out, you'll see people tweeting about stuff like, oh, if I did this and that and the other thing, would you buy it? And everybody's like, oh yeah, I would totally buy it. And I'd totally buy it. And then they do it and nobody buys it, right? Yeah. So yep. what what it's it's because at the end of the day, you know, like people want to be encouraging and helpful and stuff like that. But, but polling data lies as we've well seen from other stuff, not to get into any of that, but you, you you know, nothing, nothing tells you what people are going to want to do and nothing validates you as a business. Like those, that revenue, that sales dollar figure, man. oh, I love it. I want it. Sanjay
0: said it, right? I, I had a very similar talk with Sanjay in the Sanjay series. If you guys haven't seen it, Go watch it um, where he said it's not about the PNLs. At the end of the day, it's not about PLs, It's money in the bank. And it, it, it like loyal says business owners are salespeople. That's right. We're salespeople. But if you're out there begging, the hungry man never eats. Right. It, it, it's like go to a bar and be that desperate person that, that's trying to take somebody home. Yeah. You're going home alone. But if you go there <laughs> confident, and be cool, know, man. Yeah, be, be cool, cool, man. Be cool. <laughs> Which do not take any advice on being cool from anybody on this podcast. But you no, know, I don't know anything about being cool. No we way, don't know a damn thing about being cool. Uh, we did get a super chat from Skyblock is as Pog, asking oh, Pogs. You- remember Pogs? Yes, yeah. Of course I <laughs> Pogs. I grew up in the nineties, Pooch. Um, what is 90s. your best printer for TPU? I said it's a Prusa. It's my MK3s, but only two of them really like printing tpu the other ones just don't that's interesting uh
1: yeah yeah, i would say uh, prusa is certainly a great candidate for most of those things mostly because they've spent so much time validating it for so many different materials and stuff like that um but obviously you want that direct drive typically which isn't to say that you can't do it with bowden it's possible it's it's harder to push a rope (laughs) you want it's really hard to push a rope that's a great metaphor for business too but anyway um yeah. You know, the, those Bontech gears or anything with that, that dual drive uh, uh, is good and go, go slow or start slow. Certainly uh, TPU. Like, you know, yeah. Don't go full low, on Ninja flex go for like
0: their semi flex, but yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and be patient just like any 3d printing, like you're going to have to dial it in. <laughs> it's really you're going to have to slow. figure out your tense, You're going to do your, it is it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's slow comparatively. Sure.
0: I'm told the Hermera from E3D is a great TPU uh printer i still
1: don't have a hemera i'm you know? glad as i'm not the only it. one i don't have a hemera as much either. as i want it and what's got... funny is because i'm pretty sure claire would just send me one if i asked but i don't i don't because same. i reserve my asks and the same, same. thing is, it's like i don't want to waste the time like like people offer to send me stuff all the time, and I'm like, I just I don't want to say yes because I don't want you to have to like wait around like six months for me to actually have time to do it. Yeah, but I do hear good, really good things about the Hamera for that as well. I have too. I know on
0: the Prusas we're limited to about thirty to thirty-five millimeters a second. Beyond that, it's gonna get wound around the, those Bond Tech gears. I'm told Hameras can do like sixty on on TPU, but. Yeah, yeah, I uh, oh, hey, there's you Mad ninja... Monkey makes showing off. He's got several Hameras. That's right. That's right. He's like, he's
1: like, I got a tool changer. Hamera, <laughs> just making it rain Hameras. Yeah, and Revos and tool changers. Yeah, I, I look do at have you, Matt Monkey.
0: Revos. Claire, uh, Claire did. maybe it was Georgia. It was Claire Georgia sent over uh, a pair of Revos. We just actually put out the video of my first look at it. and Boy, the comments are rough in that video. Oh, the oh, comments are, they? are rough. Oh, they're real rough. People don't realize I, uh, that if you are a maker and you're if you're building vorons, the Revo's not for you. Sanjay himself said it; it's not for you. But uh, yeah, I man, business is. That's
1: okay. That's yeah, okay. That's okay. Not I, everything. I not everything for every person. Yeah. yeah. You know
0: why? Because as a business owner, I hate changing nozzles. It's the worst part of my day
1: is like, you know it. If you're running a farm, you know that that sucks. Grabbing the thing, getting
0: under there and the bending to like, if you have a good back, it hurts to like do that whole spine contortion bullshit to get it done. Look, man, even with the
1: mosquito, even with the other one, like, um, you know, the, the, they've been around that that process, that process has changed. So I'm just super excited. I have, I have two that we've been testing, Uh, that were sent to me uh, by e3d as well Uh, and and I told them I'm only interested like you want to you I've been talking with e3d for a while about reselling e3d stuff but like I said I'd like I want to find things that like I either use every day that I'm an advocate for Mm -hmm. or that like dovetail into what I'm doing more and like I said I'm not trying to be matter hackers. I'm not trying to be printed solid but But uh, the revo The Revo as a drop-in, the Revo 6 is a drop-in replacement for the Mark III. It cannot be overstated what an upgrade that is when you're farming and need to be able to do that nozzle change quickly. You know, I've looked at a lot of different options for that too.
0: So this is a future video too. I just got this in the mail. It's definitely not a drug scale. Uh, I definitely looked up herb scale and found this a lot easier than looking for high precision scale. So good job, Amazon. Uh, I guess you know your product market. But, um, so,
1: somebody's doing some good SEO there. Yeah. I love it.
0: The complaints are that the Revo is only stated at 10 millimeters cube per second before it starts to, uh, to the lose. high flow. Yeah. yeah. It, it's flow is lower than a V six. Well, I've got a Revo. I've got V sixes. <laughs> we're going to test that. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to make it happen. And it I'm eager to
1: me- see, I mean, I'm eager to see what you find, but I'll tell you what, even if that is the case, I will you take have that trade. <clears throat> Yeah, I've got two of them. I I will I will take that trade-off still, even if that does prove to be the case. But yes, I've been I I'm lucky you talk about the black book. I've talked to my Prusa contacts because they vetted, you know, they they were very involved with the evolution of Revo and then what they I don't want to say forked, but, you know, became their extruder, but it is nice to see something revolutionary in terms of like new thing coming to market that actually provides a different degree of utility. Yep. Um, uh, and still again, I'm, but I'm looking at it through business owner eyes and stuff like that. And I'm like, even if it makes me go a little bit slower, if it affords me time saved and easier maintenance and not uh, changing burning my over hands or my staff and not hands. burning my, yeah, Oh my God. Yeah. Like, yeah i feel i'm one workers comp claim away from disaster don't uh, me about you know, all the problems. all the all the fears <laughs> anyway
0: yeah i it is it, the revo to me will change it for small business i don't think it's going to have that big of an impact on hobbyists um unless you're at like an ender and you want to go over to a better hot end i think a revo would be a better option as a starter yeah. But yeah. yeah, I mean, that business model is, is crazy. And of course, everything that's going to change at E3D now with the passing of Sanjay uh, is it, we are going to see a paradigm shift in how things occur there. And I hope that they really I know they're going to do it well, but I hope that uh, that we do see a Sanjay edition of all of this stuff so that we can pay more money. And it goes right to the Sanjay Foundation because, um, man, that what you and i talk about our fundamentals are that education empowerment creation right that those are like when i look at the three pillars of my business those are those are the three pillars that we have education empower creation i believe sanjay was all for that and that is where that foundation is going so i want to um support it be you part know, of really it nice support that and my background Good. in fundraising is like hell yeah let's do this you know fantastic man but yeah that's, man it's really awesome here if you guys don't know Pooch from Rapcord. Good lord. What is wrong with you? Go follow him on all the social media links. Uh, you're at RepCord Stop basically it. everywhere, right?
1: Yeah, it's RepCord everywhere. Um, I'm you know, I wish I was more active on all the other places, but Twitter is really where I, I spend most of my time. Um, but yeah, would love to see you uh, send your ideas and um you know interact. I love interacting.
0: We, we got to do this more often, man. I, I really enjoy this. This literally came from a whim of, of a tweet where you were clearly having a rough time with a customer and you're just like, F this, the Twitterverse needs to know. And I'm like, sir, can we please one more time for those in the back of the room? In
1: the back. <laughs> yeah. I, uh... Oh man. Just think about all the ones that I bite my tongue on too. I'm like, if oh, one slips God. out, but I probably got I probably got to, I mean, the pooch rant was built from, you know, born from, from, from a specific place. Um, but you know, I, I think it's, I, I think it's got value if it, if it provides some, some perspective, uh, maybe a learning opportunity, a way for other businesses to handle stuff. Uh, you know, I think it's good. And man, we could talk forever on just pricing alone and, uh, tips for business. And I, I think there's, I think there's something here. I, I, I think, um, I would love to see, and I would love to be able to spend some more time, um, you know, talking and hopefully advocating, uh, and helping others that, that might be interested in, in forging a path, uh, as a maker entrepreneur as well, or even just a general entrepreneur. I, I love, I love entrepreneurship stuff.
0: It is. And I think so few entrepreneurs out there look at it and say, I need, I need help a lot of, and I was the same way. Like I'm putting my head down. I can do this. I'll trudge through the mud on my own. But dude, when you ask other entrepreneurs for help, the amount of responses that you get, especially when they're like semi-related on in the industry. Oh, dude, it's amazing. And well, the problem is it's
1: like drinking from a fire hose a lot of the time.
0: Because the rest of are like, oh, buddy, take
1: a seat. Let's yeah, yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah. What? How much time you got? Yeah. How much time you got? Yeah. But- but no, there are a lot of good people out there that want to help and that aren't just trying to make a buck off of you. And and not everybody's going to give you good or appropriate advice or advice that works for you because, you know, ultimately you do have to forge your own path. Um, but I think it's good, you know, to, to, to always, you know, network and work with other people because you never know when something's going to come along that, that, that just may steer you in a direction or trigger an idea or get you to the next foothold, you know,
0: it, it, it's true. Yeah. And, like like pooch said it is not about what you know it's about who you know that is that is that is really what it is and you know if there's anybody out there that is looking to start a small business YouTube at 3d You can send me an email. I will be happy to set up a 25 minute meeting with you where you can literally ask me anything. I'm not going to tell you my pricing. You can go to hell, figure out your own, but (laughs) I will help you any other way that I can. Uh, You can maintain some,
1: some secret sauce, right? People are like, when are you going to open source this? I'm like, you know what? I'm very supportive of open source and stuff, but like, I do have to retain some things to maintain profitability and stuff too. So I, I respect that, man.
0: Yeah. Um, it is, uh, it's tough because I want to be public about it, but I know that our competitors watch this because I can see, I I will put things in videos that I'm, it's deliberately red herrings, deliberately red herrings. And I see them making moves. I'm like, Oh, okay. I see you. I know you're watching. So now I'm going to deliberately start throwing you off.
1: Um here here's the thing and I'm going to drop this will be my last nugget for the day. Yeah. Uh maybe maybe who knows I don't know but like <laughs> we are almost 3 hours kind of, kind of a re- revolution I know but that's how much I love this stuff. Right. Um when you get to the place that you want to be and where you need to be as a business the price doesn't matter nope. as much anymore. And, and that sounds really kind of a weird ethereal thing to say, but it's it's true in the sense that like, even if your formula got out or whatever, like people are doing business with you because they want to do business with you. Yep. They're, they're, and they're, there is going to be some dollar, like it's not, this is not an always everything and stuff like that, yeah. but it's like, they're not going to be like chasing the, the dollar as much, for that. And and if they are, they're not the customer that you want that works with your thing, you know? So, so, but but you need to invest in your business and get yourself to the point where people are doing business with you because they want to work with you, not because they're the the dollar sensitivity piece, you know, hopefully you're in a, when you look at the bell curve of pricing and stuff, you're where you're where you need to be, but people are going to be willing to pay more. And a lot of times a lot more. So that they can work with Grant.
0: Oh, I, man, I hope so since lately it it hasn't been that way, but you know, it's, there's ebb and flow to it. You got to roll with the punches. And if you, if you don't know how to take a punch, you don't know how to shrug it off. Maybe it's time to uh, sit back and evaluate if this is the right move. Business is not for everybody, right? That's a loyal
1: said it earlier. Not everybody has this. In fact, a lot of people don't have the stomach for it. It, You're going to take some gut shots, man some some face shot too. <laughs> not in the face. It's in the face. Yeah. But uh you, you're absolutely you're absolutely right. Not everybody has the stomach for it. Um and it's a journey and it's not you don't get overnight success and you gotta sell and you gotta do all the stuff that you don't want to do. And we could go on forever.
0: It's true. Yeah I, I I don't I don't sit here and just get to make cool videos and get to make and get to make tons of money doing it. <laughs> I don't get to sit here and make life-size versions of steve aoki anymore because that was definitely a thing that we did back in the day um don't get to make those anymore um you know but i still love what we do i love that every day is different and if you love doing something different every single day if you love being the ultimate control of whether your business fails and being completely out of control if it succeeds because it the success is completely on the team failure is solely on me that's how i look at things um i yes maybe the, the, maybe you're the, ready
2: the
1: the yeah maybe you're ready and, and it's it's all about problem solving and I, i'm gonna to quote my favorite book and one of my favorite movies of all time the martian if you solve yes. enough problems you get to go home that's really what it's about going home let's call that retirement or whatever or sometimes it's just going home at the end of the day but uh it's it's problem solving and you've got to be able to think out you know figure out how do I get here? You know, come up with creative solutions. You're not always going to have the money. You know, we took on CR 30 sales uh, because I wanted to have a CR 30 farm. I didn't have the, the cash to just pay outright for the farm. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what, let me approach C- uh, Creality and see if I can resell these and maybe use some of those funds to fund our operation here, you know, get creative with stuff.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I, <sighs> Reinvestment is crazy. And understand, you should not always be getting paid. It, it, it is it is not all about you getting paid. Um, it is all about making the business grow. When the business is successful, then you can get paid.
1: You get paid last, and you get paid when you deserve to get paid. So you know, get, get there, hopefully work hard and, and you'll get there. But that's we, I mean, we didn't even get into employee like legit employees and what that feels like and payroll. And, mm. like, you, you know, yeah, you're the last one that gets the paycheck. You got to make sure everybody else is paid. Otherwise nobody's showing up.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, we, 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 we put out, I think just a hair over $30,000 in staff pay last year. No over almost 50,000 in staff pay last year. And I know you're like, Oh, that's nothing. For a company as small as we are, and for how the pandemic and everything has affected us, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. No, and if That's if a lot of money, dude. No, if even you can't for me, sit there and say, I'm okay with paying everybody else 50 Gs, you know, well, total, while I earn not a rat cent. Quite literally, you look at it and say, well, the more I work in this business, the less the, the less money it makes. So my time's worth negative per what did i divide <laughs> by zero somewhere what's going on here but yes yeah. it look it, it is it is it is about drive it's about power we stay hungry we devour uh you know it's the the, the rock stuff right <laughs> absolutely I'm always, gonna, I'm always gonna make uh music jokes i'm always going to do that but yes seriously guys go follow pooch on at rep on all the places i'll make sure i don't think i have them in the description but i'll update that as soon as this is over so they're in there um again we're here to help it's what we do we gotta have you back on another time pooch thank you so much for hanging out we are on uh, three thanks outdoors. for
1: having me man happy to do it uh and it flew by um so i, lo- I love it but uh it's good seeing everybody today enjoy your weekend and uh make on do you, do you know my do you know my outro what's your uh, no i do oh. not tell tell let's hear it because it's your outro
0: i like it when if the guests know the outro i let them do it well that's all we got for you guys today stay safe out there don't forget to call your loved ones and as always keep making awesome with pooch go buy a rep box good lord (laughs) support this man you spent three hours talking go buy a damn rep box we'll see you guys later love
2: (laughs) y'all